Alvin, you've disgraced me for the last time. <laughs> just like Gary Cooper, huh? I think the cartoon just started. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome, welcome. Yeah, welcome, welcome. Uh, to Acme Podcast Incorporated. Halloween is over. I'm Sag. That they're already defrosting. Uh, fucking what's her name? Uh, 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 Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey. She's already being defrosted they, the, as we speak. Set and I all the demon, the demon of the seventh level of hell of ice. Mm-hmm. The frozen hell, if you will. Cocutus. I love that card. Yeah. Cocutus, the frozen hell. Yeah. Cocutus is used a lot in, like, uh, uh, Christian demonology in hell because Cocutus was one of the four rivers in Hades in the original Greek, in Greek myth. Another another thing stolen from from the Greek stuff and put into the Bible because, hey, mm-hmm. pretty cool. It's, you, you keep that, not change it, and nothing else yeah. relevant about 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 Cocutus at all. No no certain attack moves or things from any certain pieces of media that may be covered in the next couple of minutes. Well, I don't want to say couple of minutes. You know how these things go. Yeah, it could be de- it could be a day from now. We're gonna talk about fucking some bullshit. <laughs> we will talk about some bullshit. Um, speaking of bullshit, what have you been up to, Jank? What have I been up to? Well, besides uh, working that 9 to 5 and getting back pain, yay! Waha, yeah! Um, this weekend, or last weekend, I was very lucky to do not one but two, thanks to being paid from work and the back breaking, uh, I was able to get to do two uh, pre-releases for a little funny game called Magic the Gathering and its newest set, Lost Caverns of Ixalan. Hell yeah. yeah. We got more dinosaurs. We got more fucking dinosaurs. We got more pirates that are just a mixture of... We got bird pirates, goblin pirates, but I like the Ixalan goblins because instead of being like the little green dudes and unfortunate like caricatures, these guys are just like blue monkeys with like... Monkey goblins. With sideburns. They're, monkey They're cool. Goblins. I like them. Monkey I like goblins. the Ixalan goblins a lot. Um, They're monkey goblins. The vampire conquistadors. The liter- just, it's quite literally stealing life from the land. At, yeah. It's like on the fucking nose. And then uh, we got some new things because Lost Caverns. It's less of a like, oh yeah, here are these like cool groups and more of a, here's like Indiana Jones type, like exploring the, 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 Journey to the Earth type, type type stuff. So we have like like inner earth, like inner earth, like hollow earth, like inner earth stuff, like Godzilla, like Kong style. Uh, we've oh, got yeah. we've got some weird mechanics, fucking crafting. It's a new thing where you need certain artifacts or artifact cards. This is gonna sound like fucking nothing to like half people listening because Magic is a very dense thirty year old game with dumb dumb lore. But for context, there are just there are things, there are, there are creatures, there are magic spells, I guess. Mm-hmm. 
even though every card is technically a spell, but we'll just save it as that for differentiating stuff. And for the things that are not alive, there's a mechanic that lets you turn, make one thing into another better thing. And that better thing has, like, a cost, and it usually will be, like, a certain amount of mana you have to pay, plus other things. So, for instance, there'll be a card that says craft with other artifacts, or craft other creatures, or craft with instance and graveyard, or craft with island, for, like, one of the, like, huh. it's like a boat card that's, like, actually kind of cool. And mm. I bring that up because, uh, well, I said there was no, like, new tribal groups in uh, Ixalan. That was kind of a lie. There is a new thing, and it's fucking, they're fucking gnomes, but not, like, your garden gnomes. I'm talking, like, weird, weird Mesoamerican, like, automatons, whose whole thing is just, they like to MacGyver things apart and together, and so crafting is a big part of, like, their identity as, like, a tribe, which is why, uh, fucking this card exists. Let me fucking find it real quick. Uh, it's the coolest fucking thing ever. I got. I. I'm gonna. I gotta screenshot this thing because it is. It's the reason why I wanted to build this set, even though it's not even. It's not even in the fucking actual set. It's like a. It's like a side thing. TLDR: Magic has money. It's a. It's fucking everything. It goes back to money. There's not just one. There's not just draft packs. There's set packs, and there's collector packs, and there's collector set pack. Blah 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 blah. Kaching kaching, kachingaroo, money for me and money for you, as as as, as the saying goes. But mm. it. But it, yeah. Sorry for the. Okay. Sorry for the weird uh, filter, but right here, this guy, Tetsin the Gnome Champion. Huh. Okay. And he transforms into an ancient deer golem, literally. Well, yeah, that's that's just ancient deer golem. Yeah, and it's actually a really fun card that does that deals with a kind of niche mechanic of double faced cards, aka cards that have instead of it being like the cards like actual card part and the back of it, it's just two sides of different like things. Right. And fun fact: this is from the consensus of various uh, like commander players and, and the like, the best Transformers card commander. That's right. That Transformers crap. are also th a thing in Magic because Hasbro owns like everything. They do. MLP is also a thing in Magic. They're MLP, they're MLP cards. There's going to be a Fallout set in, uh, next year. There's going to be a Final Fantasy set. The Gact card will be real in 2025. There's going to be a Power Rangers one, too. Really? Yes, really. God. Power Rangers and Final Fantasy are one of the future ones that are going to happen. God damn. It's a good choice. No, I, I, honestly, they could just reprint that, what, oh, what's it, Mecha Titan Core, which is just a mech card that says uh, pay five, tap it, exile four other artifacts, and then Mech Titan Core, and create a legendary... 10-10 artifact creature with flying, vigilance, trample, and haste called uh, the Mech Titan. Mm -hmm. But rename it to the Megazord. Yeah, 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 just, yeah they could do that. Magic's really good with, like... Because they'll either... What they do is, for those, like, crossover sets or, like, whatever, is they'll either make a functionally unique card and then sort of reprint it in a side kind of set to match yeah. a certain, like, universe... 
for example, they made Street Fighter cards, and those were, like, kind of weird. Actually, those, those were really cool and unique, and they had some interesting ideas. Uh, the best one being reused, which had the the untap symbol as a reference yeah. to the to, to the Hado input. Hadouken. Yeah, no, it was like it had the input. And so they had that and put it in, like, uh, they put it in, like, uh, what's it? Innistrad as, like, just some random, like... I think it was. I think they 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 changed. It's like some dude with ghost powers or whatever. Yeah. And like yeah, no, they they they'll functionally reprint it and make it like match a set, but it'll show up first as like that unique card. Or the other thing they do is they'll just take a pre-existing card that just fits really well with like a character they want, and then just like sort of put like a name and then a subtitle. The name being like what the card like the character is. And the subtitle being like what the actual card is, like like the actual real proper card. Uh, they did that with uh, they did that with the uh, Blight Steel Colossus and and, and Megatron, Pure Steel Colossus and and Optimus. Optimus. And fucking like uh, the most interesting one was uh, the Godzilla card, which was based on a card called Zalortha, uh, Power Incarnate. That was a mm. card that did not exist, like, at all. So they just, ma- like, it was a card that they, they made it up, but they didn't really know how to sort of do that, like, unique card creation thing. Or weren't really sure how to do that. So they just made up a card first and then put Godzilla on top. Until, I want to say, this one set, uh, Commander Masters, where they actually printed the real Zilortha. Like yeah, yeah, like like in universe, like to the to the plane of uh, Ikoria, which is the the giant monster set. Yep. See, that's a lot of words I just said, and that doesn't even that's not even the rules of magic. It's a dumb game. No, no, it's a whole thing. Other than magic, what else? Other than that, I didn't, I didn't fucking say how I did the pre releases. Um, first one was really fun. I learned. I mm. got to play. Uh, Orzov like sacrifice with uh this one card called Bartolome Bartolome de Presidio who literally is just sacrifice artifact creature get big no caveats yeah. no no sorcery speeds no once per turn stuff people were saying it's like a really good card it's a two mana two one too so it's like really good really good for a draft uh yeah I enjoyed I enjoyed it um I got a buy last round so me and this, this other kid just sort of like. Just sort of shot the shit, uh, talked about our decks. He was very enthusiastic. I taught him how to play Dan Dan, which was, again, another dumb magic format. Not to get into it, but it's a funny... You can't explain Dan Dan without explaining magic. Yeah. I'll just say it's a funny fish format and leave it at that. It's a game within a game. It's a game within a game. But yeah. And that was happy and fun. Uh, Second pre-release... The deck I made was actually really enjoyable. It's just that uh, game one took like everyone else taking their, their sweet time with game one. Well, me and my like my opponent were just like chilling around. Uh, he beat me like I think it was two one, and then game two was kind of a slot like a slugfest between me and this other person. They're very nice. Uh, it was it was an employee of a store who was just like filling the spot because they didn't want to have an uneven draft uh she was very nice uh she gave me one of those promotional bu- promotional button uh in exchange hmm. for me not killing her her fucking mythic 
her scary mythic five five that makes dinosaurs for free. And you know what? I, no, I don't. Wanna, I'm not gonna be that. No, I got a free button, so I'm not gonna come. I'm, I'm gonna commit to that. But the game kind of did go into time, and people were kind of they were kind of being bitchy. They were being like, "Hey, can you guys hurry it up?" It's like, dude, who cares? It's a fucking Saturday. If anything, I should be more stressed out because I have work tomorrow. But I'm like, I want to enjoy magic. And then after that, it was another buy, and I just kind of checked my standings. I lost both games, by the way, so I didn't really, I really wasn't, I wasn't gonna get any fucking packs besides the pre-release packs that I bought. So I just mm-hmm. thought, like, ever, like, if anyone should be bitching, it's me, and I'm having a fun time here. I never, I don't, yeah. I don't get why people get mad about like pre-release sta- or pre-release or just draft standings, because like, at the end of the day, what you're paying for is like three the to chance six- to play the set early. Yeah, no, Bruce is playing the set early, getting the cards early. That's one thing. And then with Draft 2, like, you're still getting the cards. It's... The fun is the deck building. Yeah, well, people are always going to be butthurt about literally anything. People are going to be butthurt about not getting their packs. And it's like, dude, buy fucking singles if you want stuff. I, I don't know. I, I Obviously, that's how it's supposed to work, is you play Draft all a bunch, and then from Draft you build a deck, and then you... That's how. That's like the intended money scheme to Wizards of the Coast, but really it's just, hey, they got some disposable income. I'm kind of bored. I'll do this, learn this mm-hmm. game better. That's what I. That's why I do it so that I can like just be ready for anything and build outside of my color range. Because nine times out of ten, I'll be playing colors I never fucking think about playing. I don't play Orzov. I don't play fucking like bant control but i build it and it's like it's not that i'm playing the best cards ever it's that the feeling of i took the pieces from of what from what i have i took the right pieces and made something that worked in that moment and i felt like proud of that that's draft baby that's the, yeah like that's what draft is if it really does it's it's the junker experience of taking garbage and making it into something interesting yep yeah, that was that was sort of my week. That was the most. Ex- besides that, I was just actually just doing work and watching Digimans. Fair enough. Uh, I watched two shows, but the other two things I want to mention are uh, videos that I watched that I think are relevant to this podcast. Uh, I'll talk about the YouTube videos first because it's like you know they're not much to say. Just go watch them. Um, one is a animation called The Brave Locomotive by Andrew Chestworth, who is a professional animator who worked on lots of productions, mainly like Klaus, and uh, he's worked on Zootopia, and I believe Elemental, like he's like a professional animator, Mm -hmm, but this mm -hmm. was like a a pet project of his. It's, um... It's in the style of, like, something like the, uh, if you ever saw the, uh, uh, John Henry Disney short. Oh! Yeah, it's in that style. It's called The Brave Locomotive. It's, like, that kind of, like, like, like that kind of, like, not, I'm trying to say the right word, right word for it, like, wood, woodblock, like, kind of painting or whatever, if that makes sense. Well, no, it's like old Disney. Old, like just old, or just old Disney look is what I mean more of. Yeah, like it's like in the in that style slash like the the Paul Bunyan tall tale shorts. Mm-hmm. 
like that kind of vibe is what it's going for. Yeah. Um, and it it's uh, you should check it out if you're a fan of like animation at all. Um, the other one was a hour long video called A Beginner's Guide to Soviet Animated Cinema. Ooh. It is so fascinating. Oh, that's I think I've seen. I remember I think I think I left that on one time. I don't remember like all of it, but the stuff that I did see, it's like really fucking varied, right? Mm-hmm. It is. There's like so many experimental things, stuff that's like animation that is like a bunch of paper like cutouts being moved around as an as animation. It's super fascinating. Like, go check it out. And obviously it talks about, like, one of the biggest ones, which is the Snow Queen, which Miyazaki himself has cited as one of his biggest inspirations to become an animator. You know? I was going to say, the one that I remember, the sure I remember from that was uh, from, from, like, the fucking, adapted from, like, uh, Ray, the Ray Bradbury like, like short story, I forget what it was called, about, like, the future, like the future home, that's just going through all of its routines after an apocalypse. Oh, but it's yeah. after a nuclear apocalypse, yeah. Except that the big stinger is that the family didn't make it. No, like yeah. so it's it's just this like I don't want to say horror, just melancholic, like seeing what a home does without people in it. Yeah. Really, it's, 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 it's like I I can't I can't like there's no way to really spoil this short. It's just like you have to watch it and be like oh, oh, yeah, pretty much. <clears throat> uh, and then I watched two shows. One was apparently in late September, the Tiny Toons reboot came out. Oh, nice. I I didn't know that it had come out already. I knew it was coming out. But I didn't know that it was already out. Yeah, you could you could go and interrupted for this. I do not tiny a tune, unfortunately. You've never seen Tiny Tunes? No, unfortunately, that's a what's a nice way of saying this. That's out of my district. In what way? I'm t- I'm, I'm too much. Of, I'm a baby. I'm baby. Hold on. When did that show come out? Oh no. Mumra, uh, Mumra, please. You're decaying. No, I have to know. 1990. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, let's just say I wouldn't have been. The, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have been the neighborhood for I a while. I was born in '91, so I was. You know that show was running as I was growing up. Uh, anyway, do you know the gist of Tiny Toons? Um, it's a bunch of it's a bunch of small uh, animated little creatures. They go to school to learn how to be like the best, aka all the cool Looney Tunes. Yeah, and there's like a every kid is an uh, equivalent to an old Looney Tune. So okay, are the kids just? the same species as equivalent Looney Tunes. Like, there, there, yes. there was never, like, a relation. I They're not related. The, oh, there's only one of them that's actually... There's only two... Uh, There are only three of them that are actually, like, directly related to the Looney Tune that they're, like, the allegorical thing to. Um, 
So Fifi is actually uh, related to Pepe. Unfortunate. Uh, and she's a niece, I think. I'm sorry for your 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 harasser uncle. Listen. We have to put him in jail. No, no. Listen, Jank. You need to know that Fifi's gimmick is exactly the same, except it's a woman doing the same joke. And uh, that's the reason that she became real big in the furry community. Which is uncomfortable for many reasons, because she's like, a you kid. know, a, a middle school. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah, French people be like but, that. But, but, but we don't think about it because she's like a little cartoon animal. I guess. Uh, sure. That is that is one thing that the new show gets away from. Uh but I'll get to that in a second. Um the other tune that is directly related to an equivalent is Elmira is Elmer Fudd's daughter. Uh Elmer Fudd fucked. Elmer Fudd in fact did fuck. <sighs> Good for him, I guess. Good and for his wife, is, I guess. And there is a minor uh, background character that only shows up occasionally, who is Marvin's daughter. She like a, in the old show. She's like a tiny little Martian girl. She has a little, tiny little Martian girl with like a pink dress and like you know little fucking little curls of hair. That's cute. That sounds that sounds endearing. Yeah. Oh, I think that Taz and Dizzy might be uncle and. Uh, nephew, but I don't remember. But I know Babs and Buster are not related to Bugs. I, I, I know, I know that's a that's a bit is Babs and Buster Bunny. No relation. No relation. <laughs> Although that they don't make they can't make that joke in the new one. Uh, in the new one, they're twins. Okay. Uh, the new one, they're like one of one. Of, they made a few major changes. One of the biggest ones, which I'm like, thank God. Is that they are all explicitly in college now. I mean... So, the Fifi joke can work now and not be creepy. You say can work, all I think... No, but I mean, she can be a sexual character and it not be creepy. She's not a predator anymore, but she is very sexual. You know what I mean? I mean, I do, it's just like... They, they got rid of the predator part and just made her like, I'm fancy and I'm kind of like a little sexy. It just sort of raises, an, it's just an eyebrow raised, but whatever. It's fucking, yeah. it's, I, I, that's. They decided, they decided to focus more on the other aspects of her character. Okay. Like her see. being into fashion. Okay, see, then, her, there you go. That's, that's better. Her, and being flirtatious, etc. Got you. Uh, which I'm like, thank God, because I like that character. It's just, you know, yeah. All of that, all all of that business is is, is put behind us now. Yep. Uh, and obviously, uh, the old show, funnily enough, even though it was about them going to school, there weren't really a lot of plots that focused on them actually going to school. Um. But the new show really focuses in on the idea that, no, they're all in a school, and they actually use the school as a setting and for plots. I assume there's a fucking a loony midterm. Uh, yeah, they ha there's like an episode where they have to choose an elective, and uh, Plucky and Babs choose the uh, 
the elective to learn about how to use anvils. And it turns out it's the hardest elective in all of the lun of the university. Then they thought it was going to be an easy grade. Is it... So when you say it's the hardest, is it because they just drop anvils on you? No, it's the hardest because there's way more to using anvils than they thought. Oh my fucking god. I... And da Daffy is the lecturer on that one. Yeah, I'm just imagining Daffy just explaining, like, actual, like... just It's just a fucking physics course. Literally, yes! That is exactly what happens! Oh my god, no! It's a physics course, it's a fucking engineering course, it's a... Jesus it is, Christ! It like, he shows up and he's like, listen, this is an anvil... Do you know what this is? And, the, and like, it's an anvil. Wrong! This is a tool, and he goes and, like, to a tune, it can be as heavy as a thousand boulders, as light as a feather. It can crush, or you can spin it in your finger for comedic effect. It's all about the use of physics and comedic timing, people. Etc. Right? I'm starting to really just, like, get the notion of, like, a tune school and what that entails. Mm -hmm. And, like, that's just really interesting to me, of, like, Looney, like the Looney Tunes are a, a, a property, are a I don't even want to say a pro just a school of learning. A, yeah. A vocation, if you will. There's there's an episode where Bugs comes in uh dressed as his uh cross dressing alt cross dressed alter ego and he's like Why you they're like, Why are you dressed like that? Number one, I look good. Number two, I'm gonna teach you about the art of deception and using this against your nemesises. Because I've used this trick against all my nemesises. And then the the episode the rest of the episode following that is Buster dressing in drag to fool Montana Max. And then uh, Bugs and Buster have a drag show at the end of the episode. Well, I'm I'm just I'm glad that there was there was some tact in that of just yeah the bit is still just a funny cartoon bit. We're gonna play into more of like the modern stuff. The modern stuff of Bugs just being like, listen, I use it to for gags, but also I look good. You can only, you can only, you can only, a disguise is only good if it works. And baby, does that, girl, is, girl, are you working? A disguise only is good as it works, you know? The, the, the new Looney Tunes show really leaned into that. Like, there's that one episode where Bugs and Lola get on the, had sneak on the plane and they dress as flight attendants. And then Lola's like, why did you wear the, the woman's flight attendant uniform? There's a male one. And they're like, yeah, but these heels make me look so good. I love these. <laughs> Bugs Bunny really can do it. Can do it all. Yeah, Bugs Bunny can do it all. Uh, it's like only ten episodes, so it's like not even that much of a commitment to watch it. Um, I wouldn't. I would say that it's not as funny as the old show, but it's one of those shows where. How do I word this? If you were to put it on in front of me, I would watch it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, this is just a good show. There's nothing like, I'm not like laughing out loud all the time, but I'm getting a sensible chuckle. And it's just kind of like, this is just a fun, entertaining, cute, and pretty solid show. You know? Um, and then, after Tiny Toons, uh, the reboot. Tiny Toons Luniver Luniversity is the name of the, the reboot. 
Uh, after Tiny Toons Luniversity, I watched uh, an anime called Freiren Beyond Journey's End. I Yay! don't know if you've heard of it. No, I, 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 I've heard of bits and pieces of Freiren. Uh, mainly from the manga from a friend, and he described it to me as the saddest thing ever. Do you know what it's about? Uh, I it's about so I it's about an elf, the Freyren, That's her. She had a bunch of cool part her party of friends, and it's like yeah, everything's awesome and cool. But uh, unfortunately, elves uh, live for like two thousand years. Uh, non elves, not not so much, and so now, kind of outlived all of her friends, and now she's sad. And demons are here, and they're not making that 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 depression any better. I guess. I mean, yeah. There's like other the things, gist, too. Yeah, the, the the gist of it is that episode one is uh, the the Dragon Quest party returns to the kingdom after defeating the Mahal, the fucking Demon King. It's like, we did it. We defeated the Demon King after this long ten-year journey, you know? And Freyrem being an elf is like, I don't know why you're making such a big deal about it. It's just ten years. You know, as she as she does, because you know they're elves, and that's how time works for them. Her concept of time is entirely skewed. So, uh, they watch a a fucking um a meteor shower, and that meteor shower happens every fifty years, and she promises to come back fifty years later to watch it again. And when she comes back, the hero, the like the hero, uh, Himmel, who was the oldest one of them is like fucking ancient and they all reunite to go watch the meter shower and he dies like a week later oh and... oh it's like it's like slow yes oh yes he dies like a week later and then as they're burying him she's having this realization that like because of her like weird fucked up perception of time and you know uh her con- like having trouble connecting with people she realizes that even though she traveled with him for 10 years she barely even knew him and oh. she's and it's like it breaks her up inside and so she decides to try and start going on another journey following in that that footsteps of the original journey uh and try and like understand humans better and you know try and see how much she can remember of her friends and their journey and see and it's it's like seeing how much that journey affected her really and her journeying with these two other new characters one is the the adopted daughter of another one of her companions who also dies like six years later after that friend dies. Uh, and then literally Freyren shows up and then she's a little girl. And then before their new journey starts, she's like a teenager after that friend dies. It's a whole thing, man. Oh, okay. And this, and the show, it doesn't like, Oh, it just, does, does it just hard cut? It doesn't hard cut, but we get like, we see this long passage of time in that part of just, you know, it's been six years since I came here, which is like a blink of an eye for me, but you're fucking dying. 
And this little girl I met six years ago is like now grown up. I'm just, you know, I'm just thinking like, yeah, I, I didn't realize like, because I knew about the sad parts. I thought it was more just like, oh, it's sad, whatever. I didn't realize it was more of the, oh, no, they're actually playing with like the, the idea, the, the the dilation of time is, is, is fucking kind of hell. Yeah. And then and then the story definitely like slows down a lot more and is like more less in years and more in like weeks and months as opposed to that and it's Freyren traveling with her new apprentice and then them meeting another character uh who they the three of them are like a party and you know they travel together uh and it's just occasionally intercut with this the stuff from the old journey Freyren's royal life before she met the party and also just these the the growth of these two new characters and how you know connections form between people etc it's it's ongoing the anime uh only 10 episodes so right now so if any of y'all haven't seen it start watching it now it's really good yeah that's that's Freyren uh and that's that's me um not really much else truly so now uh, we're gonna do the thing we usually do, do a little, and we're gonna be right back, and we're gonna talk about the main topic today, 1999's Digimon Adventure. Or we'll be right. Back. Yeah, it's like ah, that, but yeah, we'll be right back. Now back to Digimon on ABC Family, and welcome back to Acme Podcast Incorporated. Uh, Digimon, a probably a, a series that uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like it, it when you make an animation podcast, and there's like a big list of like the shows to talk about, and this is like one of them. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. I honestly, I I just feel gracious to 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 be the co-host for for such a big thing. Even though it's uh, I mean, it's been less than like what year almost not even. Um, we started this new season. Uh, I can check the RSS real quick to see when we did our first uh, episode together properly. That when we came back. That would have been show. the no, monkey team episode. Monkey team, monkey team. Yeah, monkey team was in like I want to say May. Let me. I can check. Monkey was in like a, I think Monkey was like May June ish, so almost was, half a year. Uh, it was four months ago. Yeah. Four months ago. Four months ago. Yeah. And already we're talking about like honestly, still kind of a heavy hitter for the fact yeah, that it's still, still it's, it's still going around. It has a card game. It has video games. It has merchandise. This is just one of its many many media iterations. And the, the the one it's the big one the one that like I think like yeah before this what was there of Digimon besides just the the TV pet uh, uh Digimon World just the, the V pet world and I think like I want to say the the the, the, the Wii... card the the card game yeah there, there was also a manga with like X Vidramon yeah so there was stuff. It's just that, like, for the West, this was the thing for the West, was dig- was a Digimon adventure. Oh, shit, so, yeah. You know? Because we, really... we didn't really get the V-Pets or the card game until, like, 
the show this this show came out and became super popular uh but yeah digimon uh adventure 1990 was originally released as i said in 1999 um and it ran for a total of 52 episodes which is a lot 54 actually 54 54 yeah, yeah from march 6 from march no march 6th to march 27th of, of 2000 yeah uh and where's the thing about i had i had it released actually I don't, while you're checking that i'm gonna check something because if that's what it was running i want to see yeah, I, I I have to find some very important information about my ties to Digimon, if possible. <laughs> ties. Your ties? <laughs> my kid. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, it was directed by Mamoru Hosoda, written by Reiko Yoshida, with music by Takanori Arisawa, and it was done by Toei Animation, and the dub was licensed out by Saban and Discotech Media. Well, currently discotech now that they have the distributing rights now that they have currently just discotech but at the time uh, those are the two big ones um and uh we i will say we both watched both the sub and the dub of this uh i watched the sub for the first time and i re-watched not all of the dub, but most of it, because I've seen it, like, so many goddamn times. It's it's, fuck, it's ingrained onto my uh, brain case, as it were. Uh, but I wanted to make sure... I wanted to see a lot of the... Especially the super important scenes and how they were changed mm-hmm. in the dub. Um, and I have feelings... Ooh, about yeah, some of yeah. those changes. You got emotions, you got emotions. Now that you see the light, the truth, the thing that I always gassed up about Digimon to my friends, but if I'm being really honest here, I never really, like... Because when, when, when I was watching Digimon, like, as in, like, watching it, like, when it aired was just reruns of Adventure, because mm. by, by the time I was, like, old enough to watch stuff or understand and perceive things, that would have been, like, when... I want to say Tamers or Frontier was like new, so Adventure yeah. and O two would be like just re- like on like random ass time slots thrown around. But I'd still see it. I'd still understand the gist of the plot and and twisted curves. As for the sub, that's something I I knew about, but I think this watch through was my first like real straight like fifty like one to fifty four watch and like. Damn. Yeah, uh, I've seen O2, Tamers, and Frontier all from beginning to end sub, but I've never seen Adventure uh, completely subbed. Oh, shit, so this is like... I want to say, newish grind for both of us in that regard. Yeah. Because, like... I've obviously seen it dubbed, all of them. And I've seen all of them dubbed. Oh yeah, that dub cast. I know that. I know that cast in the back of my hand from just. Yeah, well, we're not gonna go over everybody, but um, we'll go over the main cast of Japanese and English, and then we'll mention anybody who stands out on either side of the cast as like other characters. But right. um, Tai, uh, in uh, the Japanese is voiced by uh, Toshiko Fujita, 
and in the original uh, Saban release, he was voiced by Doc Joshua Seth. And then Yamato, aka Matt, uh, in Japanese, was voiced by Yuto Ka uh, Kazama. And then in the uh, <clears throat> original Saban, he was voiced by Michael Rise. Sora was voiced by uh, Yuko Mizutani. And then uh, Colleen uh, Ann Villard. In the end English. Koshiro, aka Izzy, was voiced by Umi Tenjin. And then voiced by Mar uh, Mora Marsh. The, the, the Mona Marshall. The goat. In the English. The goat. Uh, Mimi Tachikawa was voiced by Ai Maeda and Felice Sampler, respectively. Joe was voiced by Masami Kikuchi and uh, Michael Lindsay. Takeru, aka TK, was voiced by Hir Hiroko Konishi, and uh, where is his English voice actor? Uh, Doug Erholtz in Zero Two, but where's his original? Original voice actress would have been Wendy Lee at the time. Wendy Lee, yeah, here it is. Wendy Lee. Uh, yeah. Kari was voiced by K. Araki, and uh, Lara. G Lara Jill Miller in English. Agumon was voiced by Chika Sakamoto and then um, in English voiced by Michael Lindsay. And then Gabumon was by Yumi Yamaguchi and Kirk Thornton. Biomon was uh, Ayori Shigematsu who has only done this fucking voice. I was I was gonna, I was gonna correct you a bit because I think so Agumon was voiced by Tom Fon, I think. And Tom Kirk Fon. Th Tom Fon voiced Agumon, and Kirk Thornton voiced uh, Gabumon. Yeah, yeah, I know, I remember, I remember this. That's it's what a big... I said. Did you? Yes. No, you said Michael. You said Michael Lindsay again. Oh, Michael Lindsay slash Tom Fon. Also, I want, I want. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, because I forgot. So, just side note, uh, the dub really likes to change voice actors for evolutions. And it gets a lot more confusing. We're not gonna go over all the all that. I know we're not. We're not doing that. We're, we're still halfway through the Digimon. Uh, and then Biomon's English voice was uh Titani Kristen. Tentamon is Takehiro Sakurai, and then uh, Jeff Nimoy in English. Palmon was Kinoko Yamada, and then Marie uh, and Anna Garduno. And slash Marie Devon. Gomamon was uh, Junko Takeuchi. Uh, R. Martin Klein in English. Patamon was Miwa Matsumoto and then Laura Summer. Gaudomon was Yuka Tokimitsu. And in English, Eddie Merman. And that's all of the main cast. That's fucking. That's six, 16 motherfuckers. 16 motherfuckers. Times two. 30, I, 32 of these motherfuckers. And I think some of them have like two or three actors. Who knows, man? Yeah, I, I, I you know, I remember, I, you know, I'll get into that when we actually get past the voice actor stuff. But uh, the other voice actors that really stand out to me in both either English or Japanese, uh, I think Richard Epcar is kind of like the, the guy who carries Digimon on his goddamn back in the dub. Richard Epcar, uh, Derek Stephen Prince, uh, fucking like, yeah, all, Kirk all, Thor of, Kirk all of all of the all of the as I refer to affectionately the L.A. Warriors, the 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 
The guy, the, the guys that Saban has on the ball and chain for, hey, can you voice some grunts in Power Rangers? Hey, can you voice some Digimon? Hey, fucking, I don't know, Beetleborgs, what's up with that? We need some... Well, mini- yeah, I think the performance that stands out the most in the dub to me, um, two of them actually, one is um, definitely... Actually, there's three that stand out really well in the dub. For me personally, and that's a uh, fucking um, I just had it. Uh, Joshua Seth as Ty, and uh, Mona Marshall as Izzy, and then also Robert Axelrod as uh, Wizardmon. Like Robert Axelrod fucking absolutely kills it as Wizardmon, especially because like Wizardmon isn't even around for that long. I was gonna say like Wizardmon also like. Again, we're not doing everybody, but uh, subwise, he did have a really relevant actor in Akira Ishida, who would yeah. come back uh, in Ghost Game to voice uh, Kyoshiro for for like, one of the one of the other like new chosen children, and does a bunch of other things. Pretty prolific yeah, yeah. Japanese seiyu. I, I just think that like Robert Axelrod's performance of Wizardmon is so good. Also, Richard Upcar as Edamon. <laughs> Again, he did he does carry the show on the back, but Edamon's just like funny I, like that's one of the dubisms that was that really worked was making uh edamon an elvis impersonator like that energy just worked for that character it's a know? goofy ass character some of these characters are just silly and that's okay to you're it's fine to like sort of apply mm-hmm. those things digimon's dub is a lot of trial and error and when they it is when they and we don't we don't yeah. perfect it until tamers uh Oh. We really don't, because, like, Tamers... The the reason that Tamers finally got their shit together was that Steve Bloom was the voice director. Yeah. Uh, it's almost like having an actual voice voice actor be the voice director might have been a good choice. Any other performances we wanted to mention? Oh, sh- uh, I completely forgot! Um, Hiroki Hirata, who you may know... Or Hiroki? Hiroki Hirata, Sorry. Uh, the voice of everyone's favorite cook and occasion occasional threat to all women, Sanji from One Piece, is our esteemed narrator and also the voice of Young Janai and everyone's also favorite uh, threat to him his own existence, Leoman. Yeah, I also immediately recognized uh, Ryuzaburo Otomo uh, as Myodismon, aka Vamdamon, aka Crocodile. From One Piece. Fucking. Kodomo Tachi. Kodomo Tachi. Listen, that's one of the things that I'm like, man, I'm glad they they changed that in the in the in the English. Like, Erabashi no Kodomo Tachi Tachio is so much more of a mouthful than Digidestined. <laughs> Digidestined? It's so... Like, no, it's just chosen children. Or, like... It's like yeah, but of, in Japanese, it's like... Children chosen by, by whatever. It's like some fucking... Rich, it just, just it rolls with the tongue. It fits. It sounds right. Yeah, it's Digidestined. Liter- it's alliterative. Yeah. Alliterative. There are lots of other dubisms that I prefer. I prefer most of the dub attack names fucking mega flame get that shit out of here 
Nova Blast. Foxfire? Eat my ass. Howling Blaster. What, you don't like a, a wolf that shoots out Foxfire? The problem with the the Japanese is that, like, three different Digimon use fire-based attacks, and they and the dub tried to, like, differentiate them a little bit. What? There's just, it's just, there's, 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 there's baby flame, there's... Magic, the... magical fire, petty fire. And, pet, and yeah, petty fire. It's, it's, like, it's Yeah, small. those are very distinct from each other. Yeah, one's blue, the other's green, and the other's fire-colored fire. No, but, but I mean, name-wise, it's the, like, you know? I think... Po one word away. I'm trying to think, was Poison Ivy still Poison Ivy in the dub? Yes, yes it was. It was one of the ones that didn't change. Yeah, makes sense. Um, and then it, it's Tentomon, it was Petty Thunder, and it was Super Shocker. I like Super Shocker better. No, yeah, I, th I, th I think I think the Tentomon and that entire line got better names than just like Mega Blaster. Get the fuck out of here! Like Electro Shocker is so much better. You know. Uh, but. What are you gonna do? Um, now, the one dubism that I will not stand for, however. Oh, 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 you're doing this now? I'm doing this now because we're... Like, if we're talking about the dub and the changes, this is the thing. Unless we want to go over anything else before this, no, I've, we're... Got a I've got beef. No, we're throwing, the... you know, we're throwing down some because this is the thing that me, these guys have been talking about for like. Every single time, like, ever since we started watching this show, this was the one erroneous change, everyone, so let's get this out of the fucking way. All a right. A certain character gets extremely, extremely fucked over in the dub. What's, All what's, right. What's happening? So, you, to everyone who watched Digimon back in the day as a kid and watched the dub, like me, Mimi was probably the character you either did not like or actu actively hated. Because she was a spoiled brat and constantly just said things about her uh, her fashion and uh, not wanting to get gross and dirty and just being a valley girl, blah, blah, blah. It was so terrible. Everyone hated her. In the fucking dub, most of that is because of the dub. She is kind of like that in the Japanese but nowhere near as bad. I'm going to, and I'm going to give you, to, for those who don't know the dub and the sub, a, a, a two examples that made me actively pissed off. One is during, uh, it's right after the Devimon arc, and when uh, it's the, get. I guess I want to call it the Retrieval of the Crest slash Edamon mm -hmm. arc. Well, yeah. Edamon arc sounds right. The, the, the sort of like transitional arc. Dark, dark network arc, whatever you want to call it, right? The new continent arc. There's a bunch of different things you could call it. But anyway, it's when the kids are getting all their crests. Uh, basically, it's right after uh, Skull, the Skull Greymon stuff happens. So everybody is still kind of really fucked up about the whole Skull Greymon thing. And they're feeling the weight and responsibility of making sure they use the crest properly. And making sure they treat their Digimon properly to make sure they don't turn into monsters that will kill them. And Mimi is just like, I don't know if I want that responsibility. That sounds like a lot. And she's very kind of torn up about the whole thing in that episode. And at the end of the episode, she gets her crest. 
And when she does get it in the Japanese, she says, I didn't even want this. Following that, that trend, that, you know, the trend. In the dub, when she gets her crest, she says, and I quote, it doesn't even go, this, this isn't even my color. I was so fucking mad. I think I think I think example two. The example needs, two made me even more mad. Needs um, to hammer in exactly what the problem is. The this is this this one is the worst one. It's um, Mimi's entire arc in the Dark Masters arc is like the last arc of the series, basically the end. This, the end game essentially. The end game is like I don't want to be here. All of our friends are dying. This sucks. And I'm like, yeah, this does suck, doesn't it? I get it. You know what I mean? And they're walking, and Ty is trying to say we need to keep pushing on, you know, save the world, because it's what we're supposed to do. I think the line was like, like, uh, like, we have to fight for their sakes because they gave their lives to give us this chance to be like, together. And it's like the yeah. only, so the only and then Mimi says the only reason we're together is because all of our friends died. And she says that in the dub, looking very tired and downtrodden. And then, and, the, the, and that's the sub, by the way. And in the dub, what does she say? She says, "I'm tired of walking." My legs are starting to look like a bodybuilder, and it's gross. It's... <laughs> anyway. Ow. Sorry. No, it's fine. I think... I think... We- I think... We'll grow up from there, but, like... The... Du- the like, just... The, the dumbies dumb themselves are stupid and dumb. It's the fact that... Again ruin this character nothing against the adr right like writers as people but just the idea that instead of showing kids like i'm sure it was some more from some fucking sabad too like oh yeah we can't have it be this dark because yeah no a 10 year old girl coming to terms with the fact that people are dying for her sake and are going to keep dying for her sake because of her innate existence as like a chosen one and the concept yeah. of like martyrdom at age ten, not really like a fun of a, not really a Disney family ABC family kind of like vibe, you know. Even though we would eventually like completely just say fuck it once we got to Tamers. Yeah, know? I do think that, like there's a better ways of like de seriously not serious like just making that like seem like less of like like grim but dulling dulling the edge a bit dulling the edge a bit just to make it more applicable for american audiences but that was not the way because it's just it, not what's being said it actively ruins the character well, it's, and it's like it it it's sucks the... because it makes it's like people were already kids even the Japanese were probably already not going to like Mimi because when you're a kid, you're like, why is she complaining? I want to go on a cool adventure with monsters. But it's only as an adult that you get where Mimi is coming from. You know? Like her entire character. Also ties into her, like, her crest, too. The crest of, like... Purity. It was, it's purity in the sub, and they changed it to... Sincerity, to... which 
it doesn't it's Joe, really it's work. Joe's crest in the Although sub. I actually one thing I do like in the the dub is I actually like the dub crest for Joe more than the sub. I think reliability works way better for Joe. You know, no. I want to say that I feel because I was I was calling it sincerity the entire time until Joe said, "Oh yeah, I have the sincerity crest." I was like, "Wait, huh?" And thinking on it now, the dub names like kind of make more sense. What I mean is more that like when they say purity, they don't mean it, they don't mean it as like well they mean the trick is like oh yeah, the innate purity like children are pure, they have no evil in them. But I think in Mimi's case, it's more of that when she doesn't like like something it's not because she's being a brat it's because that's just genuinely how she feels and it's, it's okay it's, to have those feelings it's 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 a combination of the that and also the um her innate uh pure kindness you know like yeah when she says that, like, uh, yeah no because every 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 time a kid like a kid has like whether like crest like did you like like they're they're, they're perfect like, like evolutions it's usually triggered by something that is like because of their respective like quality. So yeah. for Mimi, it'll always be like when something is like truly like reprehensible or truly unforgivable. That's when she'll like be like, "I this, this is this can't I won't let this happen. I have to stop this myself." And that's like that's sincerity, pure of heart. Yeah, yeah. With, with, with Joe, is the reliability comes. I feel like yeah, it does make more sense because it's whatever Joe like needs to step up and and sort of not just because he's the oldest but because he had because he's the only one that can help out like just be dependable with Yamato's it's like he needs to help a friend out no matter Friendship. who they are yeah no yeah, it's those th- those two are the only ones that are changed yeah everyone else is stay, stays the same love hope courage friendship knowledge the one that isn't really even a crest is light what the fuck does that even mean does everything it's god god powers i'm jesus um but kinda yeah i'm i'm digimon jesus uh going back to mimi because you know what i think if we're, we're already talking about the characters i think like talking about the characters as a whole and like where what their arcs were and what they were about Playing Might double be... double child psychoanalysts, we're putting these kids on the on the chairs and just analyzing what it, what was the what you know that might be a good way to go about looking at the show and like obviously we will talk about the show overall as we as we go when we talk about the characters but you know I think going through the characters might be a good way to do it and Mimi is since we're already talking about her um like Mimi's entire character is that she yeah she's brutally honest she doesn't care about what anyone thinks she'll say what she feels and um she doesn't want to be here and i'm like girl if i was like a 10 if i was 10 i would i get it <laughs> like you know figure like yeah no it's it's this thing of watching it as a show oh that's not entertaining but thinking of it as like as an adult and going like oh yeah no if I was at summer camp, like, I, I love the gag of, like, early on where, they, where she has her bag and she has, like, fucking night vision goggles and all the spec ops fucking shit. Just for, Com- like... Compass. Just, just for, just... just you know, I mean, like, she's, like, extremely decked out for camp. And all I can think is just, like, the kind of visual of, like, oh, yeah, this is the kid that doesn't want to go to camp and thinks that every horrible thing is going to happen at, like, just fucking Japanese summer camp in the mountains. 
where the mm-hmm. worst that could go wrong is like I don't, I don't fucking know like a deer bear well bears but okay okay well you know what i'm saying is the worst thing to go wrong is stuff that is planned for not snow in summer and falling down a fucking waterfall question mark portal into the digital world some kind of vague portal some sort of vague portal but yeah like when she is the most interesting it's it's when I actually really like the episode with the Gekamon because it it establishes that Mimi's best and worst trait is that she's like that. It's it's just how she uses it that makes it good or bad, you know. Yeah, like I, I'm sure in the dub episode is a fucking just another another nail on the Mimi hate. Oh boss. no, it works because she's supposed to be a brat. It works in the dub because like that flanderization works because like you're so she's supposed to be in the wrong. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it doesn't work when she actually has legitimate points. It it sucks, bro. Mm. It and. You know, her whole deal with the, we already mentioned the, I don't want to fight anymore. And then that gets into like the sort of the overarching thing in the Dark Master stuff where everybody's having doubts about this whole, like, why were we even chosen? Why are we chosen children thing? Mm. You know? Um, and, you know, go their separate ways. And then Mimi and Joe try and find their own way to help. And then they do. Like, I, I think the stuff with Mimi and Joe is, like, some of my favorite stuff from the Dark Master saga. Yeah, but, yeah, I, I can agree. I can agree. I can, I'm trying to think of what I liked from Dark Masters, but that's more of just... I guess I guess is, you like me a lot, so I'm trying to find a character that I really liked a lot in the yeah. dub. Or in the show, in, in the show like, as the a show, whole. Yeah, Mimi, Mimi is my favorite character. Like, who, did, who did I like? Fuck. Um, you I feel like I'm, an Izzy kid. You know, I I'm kind of torn between Izzy and Yamato, so I'm gonna talk about I was about Izzy first. I like Izzy for the fact that like his deal is extremely like real, real, and I also like I want to say maybe like I don't want to call it subtle because it, it does it, it's more just that they like they do allude to it a bunch, but it's like these little snapshots, and once we get to the, what the whole deal is, it's because yeah episode his evolution episode so it's like episode five is where we get like the flashback about him learning that he is in fact adopted yeah and just like we start to see like how that has affected him as a person or as like just like as a kid like it informs so much about his character yeah know? the re- the reason why he does sort of things like as a way why he like wants to know computers is so that he could be knowledgeable and smart and in his eyes not like be a burden well not just not just that but like he has this obsession with like needing to understand everything and by understanding he understands where it comes from because he doesn't know where he comes from yeah yeah that's such like a really like it's this really like interesting like character motivation because it comes at the start it comes from a very bad place of like just or obsessive place of like oh no I have to because when I do that, I can, I'll maybe I'll understand how I how I work, 
and then like he has that sort of like ever everyone has the, the sort of monomyth moment of like oh yeah no i don't want this anymore but with him it's like where he gets his crest but right before where he just gives up his like inquisitive mind and just says fuck it i don't want to know anything anymore and he's like not even sad anymore he, he, he just he, he just just yeah it's nothing there's no like no asking for questions no desire for knowledge just sitting in space and doing nothing and it's only after and then after realizing that no his his curiosity is a good thing it wasn't wrong for him to learn about more about himself and mm-hmm. his parents don't his parents birth or otherwise don't love him any less for knowing about that yeah which also leads to the second part of, of his arc where he tries to do things like be as unburdensome as po- as possible to his to his mom and at least this really like this really fucking sad scene with the, where 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 he goes back to his room and it's, the, the gag is like oh yeah he's hiding tent months so that's why he's asking for food and like doing all these things but his mom goes like well, why can't he ask me for for why can't he be a like why can't he be he could be a bat he could be bratty or oh he could ask me more things he'd be selfish he's a kid children shouldn't be this well behaved that's what being a kid is all about and she's just so sad. And it's this like it's really weird, yeah. It's like it's such a real thing of like of of she's not asking like to be a fucking like, just a shithead, just to be like you know a kid. You could ask for you could ask for stuff. You could you could make a mess. You don't have to like put this pressure on yourself at such a young age. Be be polite and not make try to be a burden to anybody like all the time. Like it and that's like something that is like. Both the dub and the sub do two different things with Izzy's characterization that, like, explore the two different sides of his character that in a completely different way, and they're more in the performance. Uh, like, in the sub, uh, Izzy speaks in a very formal way. Like, his Japanese is very formal. And that's why Tentamon contrasts him, because in the, in the sub, kansai he's... D- he, yeah, Kansai dialect, he calls him Koshirohan, which is, like, just a... Like, just like just like a far like a farmer like farmer bumpkin language. Yeah, and then in the dub they lean into more the I'm autistic and I my weird like way I talk is not the I'm formal, it's that I use a lot of big words that kids around me do not understand. <laughs> and made up ones too. Prodigious. Well that's not a real that's a real word, but yeah. I really always thought that was about like th- no prodigious the, is a real word. I because so the digis the, the digi part in digis is not because of Digimon. It's, it's just it's just ha- it's just little bit of serendipity that they wanted to give him a catchphrase that had digis in it or like a eureka, but and it so they picked prodigious. It's a real word. Damn. You it's learn good, something new works. every day. It, it like really does work as like a little like catchphrase, like prodigious. You know, I wish he, I, I wish he had like that kind of Eureka catchphrase of the sub too. He just kind of like mm-hmm. figures things out. I mean, yeah, but like you know, that's just Not like the, yeah, fun yeah. thing about the dub and the subs. So yeah, prodigious definition: remarkably or impressively great in extent, size, or degree. So it's essentially seeing him saying amazing, prodigious. Yeah. And I guess second character, 
I feel like I'm cheating because you had one and I had two, but, the, but this one I feel way more interesting because of like what it entails to the crest as well as Yamato and awesome. just his thing with friendship, which as I was watching the show, I was like, okay, I don't like you have plenty of friends, you have plenty of like comrades. I don't know what you're complaining about. And then I realized that what it meant was not like it was. It wasn't Yamato like not having friends. It's like companionship, not being alone, and the anxiety and fear not of of oh yeah I have friends, but what if I lost all my friends because of the fact that he is a child of divorce. Literally, yes. Like the 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 interesting thing that people have pointed out, and I like, yeah, no, that's exactly what they were going for with Yamato, like Flesh Matt, is that like they when their crests were picked, they picked an aspect of themselves that were strongest when they were like younger, right? When Matt was younger, his family was still together. Oh. <laughs> so basically, what happened was is that Matt. When he was a little kid, was probably, like, made lots of friends and always tried to be, like, friendly and be a good friend. But then his parents got divorced and he started to, like, become a loner. And not feel... out of, like, a, a desire to... Not out, of, not out of because, oh, friendship doesn't matter, but because of just that fear that this kind of separation will happen, will happen. to every other relationship Good fucking lord. If 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 it can happen with my mom and my dad, then what's stopping it from happening it to any person I've ever met? So why should I bother? I think oh my god. The, I just think the fact that like him and his brother being named Yamato Takeru, like after the person as like a oh yeah, these two are one whole person and when you split them they're they're missing parts of themselves. Mm-hmm. Fuck off! Fuck you! Themes and narrative. I I I I love themes and narratives. Fuck off! Yeah, it, it, Matt's. It, it's really like, good. Matt Matt's whole deal like really worked. People like some people just don't get what they were going for with his arc and in, in the at the end with his whole thing with friendship. It's like you don't. It's so much more subtle than people give Matt it credit for. Matt was never like. Because, 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 like, uh, this is a thing that gets attributed to him because of just Pokemon comparisons. Believe it or not, is that if if Red is supposed to be Ty and vice versa, then that then that by that logic, Matt's supposed to be Blue and the rival. When that's literally not, exactly antithetical to what the show says, we literally get the episode where where was it? Durymon's like, "Oh, this is your rival, Ty." It's like, "No, Ty's my friend." I. I don't want to fight my friend, and he has his whole... It's literally his entire driving force for the rest of the arc, where he's like, I can't be with you guys anymore, because I I need to know what it means to a pre... Like, just what friendship means again. Until then, I don't know if, if I'll be of use. I can't, I can't use my crest. Yeah. It's a really selfless fucking act that is not, like, a rival thing, as it is more of just a member of the team thing. I need to find what my own path is. What? Who am I? Like, I don't... I thought I was my brother's keeper. I thought I was the friend guy. I thought it was this. But I don't think I know who I am. Like, yeah, like... I like If I was watching this in the dub, I'd probably think, like, oh, Matt's being a cool guy, and he's just trying to tough it out. It's like, no, he's doing the opposite. He's... 
in a really sad way, he's punishing himself for not having a role and trying to, like, figure his stuff out. And it's in the worst possible time, but if he doesn't do it now, then it's, he, he makes a good fucking point. If he doesn't do it now, then they're just never going to figure it out. And yeah. that's why he, like, sort of gets the, like, the, the okay. I, I and think... also calls... Sorry. There you go. I was going to say, also calls back to just Ty's line about we have to power through and push on. We have no time to mourn our dead, and... Matt is like, yeah, we get that, but, like, dude. Come on. It's one of those times where, like, they're both correct. You know? It, the, neither of them is wrong, and you get why they're saying what they're both saying. And that's one of the most interesting things about the Yamato Tai thing, is that, like, at least to a certain at least until we got to try, their rivalry slash disagreements were perfectly reasonable about why they were disagreeing with each other i really i really do feel like just a lot of the dubisms make it seem like like tai and and yamato are like bitter rivals and it's like they have to begrudgingly become friends like no they're friends it's just like i'm trying to think of the right word they just didn't really like they just butted heads about like their ideas and have a lot of really good fucking moments. Yeah, I I love a lot of Matt stuff, and um, I was gonna mention the going back to Izzy really quick. The uh, we're talking about this because I want to mention the stuff with Matt in the 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 Myotismon stuff. So I'm gonna talk about mm-hmm. um stuff with his parents. So it's kind of like you know tied, but um, the stuff with Izzy's parents is like really good, especially like Izzy's parents rule. Can I just say that? I don't think there's... I'm trying to think of, like, a bad parent. No, none of them are bad parents. They're just doing it differently. They do do it differently. And the ones that maybe have, like, arguably more mistakes or chips on their shoulder are still, like, good people and just doing doing all right. I, I, I... Going back to Matt, like, I love this, like, you... You get, like, this small, like... It's so subtle of, like, the the stuff with his dad and the stuff with his mom. Like, literally, you feel the vibes of exactly what is happening here. Like, Matt leaves out a note for his dad that he made food because his dad works all the time. Which is like, oh, that's why they're divorced. Um, which isn't mentioned, but it's like, oh, yeah, that's exactly why they're divorced. That's why Gabumon gets to stay out more often because... His dad's never fucking home. And then the other the other thing that's subtle is that, like... And something that ties back to that whole thing about them separating and Matt's, like, weird loneliness thing and, like, his other hang-ups is that Matt probably wanted to go with his mom, but if he didn't, he realized that his dad would be alone. Aww. And so he li- went to live with his dad. The show is so fucking good. Mm-hmm. The show fucking actually stabs me in the chest. Yeah, Digimon good. Um, and then uh, I guess I, if you want to keep if you want to keep it sequential, like we either talk about Ty or Takaru. Because... Well, I was gonna say that uh, we haven't talked a bunch about the Digimon, but the Digimon don't get too much depth until like Tamers. But I think that there are a couple of standout relationship between the Digimon and their partners, and I, Gabumon and Matt is one of them. 
Goblin's Goblin a fucking is, ride or die. Goblin is the realest motherfucker. I love Goblin. What a dude. What I always remember Goblin is just like, oh yeah, that's just Matt Digimon in the show. And I forgot that there's just a lot of scenes where he just straight up says like, hey, yeah, I'm I'm here for you. And he's like, well, yeah, because you're my friend. It's like, no, I mean like, the line that really got me and just for how like blunt, how blunt it was, was if you were to fight the team themselves right now, if you were to rebel and just like call on your own, I'd be on your side, not because of the dumb crest shit, not because I was told to like you. It's because you're my friend and I'm in, and I'm yours, and we have each other. Okay, I'm in your it's 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 like and and the the thing in the cave was like I didn't wait my whole life for you to come just so that you could be sorry for yourself. I will leave if that's what you really want, but only if that's what you really want. God, it's like Goblin's just cool. Fuck, man. I was, die. I've always been an Agumon War Greymon Truther, because, you know, it's more robot bits in orange, but, like, shit, I, I don't know. These two are a lot more interesting. Okay, Ty is cool, too. It's just that, like... There's a lot. No, there's a lot to die, but, yeah. There's the... We'll talk about him. Just, damn, does that hit. Yeah. It hits. It fucking hits, man. Um, but yeah, to, to Ty, Ty has a lot going on actually, especially the stuff with uh, his sister. Yeah, if my sister was Jesus, I'd have a Messiah complex too. I'd have a Savior complex too if I was. If I. Well, if I've... All right, we're we're gonna do. We're gonna make jokes here. Uh, no, I. It's the the thing with like his sister dying, but yeah. I mean, hey, Jesus died and came back three days later. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! No, because that's in. I remember. The, I remember the line in the show of, because yeah, she played soccer with Kari. She got pneumonia and was barely alive for three days, and then came back. Oh my fucking god! Shut up! Shut up! No, shut no, up, no! I'm up, doing this up, because no, no, because the sub really likes its, like, religious vibes, imagery, allegories. They're the the holy children. They have the holy items that are the digivices, the holy devices. Um, Nine times out of ten, whenever a power-up is needed, it's usually Angemon or Angelmon who, like, gives it to them. There's, like, this, like, 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 all the enemies are some kind of variety of demon with the exception of, like, the last one. And just fucking like, I don't know. Anyway, so there's the. I'm just saying, there's some stuff going around. Anyways, yeah, I still think yeah, Ty has a savior savior complex, and that's his 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 beef problems. Well, I mean, because again, he has a hero complex, but like you get why. You know, he has to. He feels like he he took a different lesson than Matt did from his, like, weird family hang-ups and his hang-ups with his sibling. Matt tried to, like, distance himself from people, whereas in Ty felt like, I need to, like, be more I need responsible. To be inv- I need to be literal big brother. Is, I, is I need to be leader. I need to, like, take responsibility and do and act. I can't be, like, you know, I gotta, like, do stuff, you know? And, like, that's one of his hang-ups. And obviously one of his first, like, big character moments... 
is uh, with Skull Greymon and his whole like, oh, we're not real. We can just do whatever we want. Cool. And just like is reckless. Oh, God, the fucking the fucking game. Like, I didn't think I I, I don't I remember that line at all in the dub. At like I I feel like it was just some dumb joke. No, it's in the sub. If, it is. Yeah, it's like the whole thing about like, oh, this is just, so it's just like in a video game. Oh my god, you're fucking right. I guess I just, I just again, I just don't remember because reruns. I probably didn't see that episode, like the, the the entirety of that episode. But just like him be him thinking it's a game for like two seconds before realizing, oh my god, I could have fucking died. And the look he has, I like when Ty is visibly afraid of things because you know I noticed something in the show. Ty is doesn't really like make like I'm trying to think of the word for it. You don't really see like a sad, sad face on Ty. You'll see like Well, except for that okay. one time. Well, except for you know what I mean, but like Where he was like espresso depresso. Espresso depresso. I mean more for like the fact that like Ty Ty's genuine his, his genuine initial state is just like Shonen protagonist. Well, yeah, because he's yeah. Th- that's he what that's what he's supposed he to be. So when you, but that's the thing is, I I I just didn't expect it from I or rather I forgot that Digimon kind of deconstructs that by saying that no, Ty was not. Well, he was courageous, but that was like he's since then instead of like losing that, he has let it get to his head. And gotten the wrong message, the wrong kind of courage, as as Gennai, as I said. Yeah, like he, which he, is he, why Skull Greymon happened? It's the wrong kind of courage. It's this. It's like it's recklessness. It's not not caring about what happens, and to negative effects, and knowing negative things are coming, still like just doing that. Yeah, being fucking crazy. Being being real, and then having the real courage later on, and then Metal Greymon showing up, which leads into. Uh, the best single episode in the entire show. The fucking Mamoru Hosoda episode. The Mamoru Hosoda episode. Kodomon, the Great Dash and Clash in Tokyo, or in the dub called Home Away From Home. Which is... It stands out among the entire show, because it's such a different fucking... It's, like, not even the same anime. The art style gets, like like, a shift. The animation gets bumped up characters get more expressive we come back to the real world and it's this such a like surreal it's this stark surreal thing everyone's like almost squashed and stretchy like yeah that yeah. kid crying did not need to be animated that well and the mama hosoda basically did like a very like some cinnamon topography to like to call it of once they arrive in the digital world like everything is washed out in terms of color it, it's like just normal, yeah. It's... it's normal, like compared to like the wackiness and wild and craziness of the digital world. Everything is just like boring and washed out, except for the Digimon themselves, who are showing up as phantoms, who are like bright fucking colors, like almost neon lights, because the dig- they're digital. They're digital. It's fucking digital, and it's... <sighs> the, that that shot of him floating up into the sky, reaching out to Kari. Is so fucking good, man. That episode is so good. It's the best episode on the whole show. It's not even close. Um, and that's also tied to. That also is a good moment for Ty, where he makes the decision 
to go back. You know? Because he doesn't know where his friends are. Well, not just that, but it's like, it's the right thing to do. And even though I could just stay here and forget everything, it's the right thing to do. You know? Yeah. And that's it's a good moment for him. Um, and then obviously the most of his stuff it, after that is very much tied to Kari for obvious reasons. Like Ty, much like how Matt is overprotective of TK, Ty is overprotective of Kari. But for argue, very good reasons. More, it's like A, more so, and B, yeah, you should be. But, Kari but, just like gets sick really fucking easy. Well, yeah, she's like she's immune compromised apparently. Oh, oh, I didn't, oh, I didn't realize, I didn't realize that was like I forgot that was a line in the show too. No, no, like not literally, but like that's like it's supposed to like that's supposed to be her deal yeah. is that she is very like a, she has a weak immune system. She gets sick very easily. Uh obviously that stops being a thing when she's older, but then again, most things stop being a thing when she's older, but hey, that's for zero two. Also, I, I just I just realized I fucking yeah, maybe I was talking at my ass because no, Ty does have sad faces. Case in point, the face he makes when Kari apologizes for not kicking the ball right. Holy shit, dude! Can we? I need that's to... such, that's such a the, 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 no. I'm gonna dissect that a little bit because the 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 frame of stark like shock to sadness to face crinkling tears welling up like no Miyazaki cry. Like, holy shit. That, that scene in the dub is also why I think Joshua Seth actually fucking kills it as Ty. Is his delivery of Kari almost died once because of me and him be going on his like, I'm supposed to be her big brother. I'm so, I was supposed to protect her. And it's like, it is his best, Joshua Seth's like best performance in the dub and it, he actually fucking kills it. It really, really is nice that he does like, legitimately like like doing that voice and comes back for it when when needed, whenever like just whatever. Like I'm glad that a lot of people, I'm glad a lot of the actors in the dub do like, like enjoy doing, these do, roles. Do, yeah, doing the show. Or yeah. at, le- at, le- at least got to because I, I know it from. I think from a certain point it was just like oh yeah it's just an anime but then like as the years went I was like yo this is actually kind of a good show we we did. Also, we, it, people know yeah. me from this show. That too, yeah. Nobody's nobody's out here chanting out. Oh, Joshua Seth from that that the guy who the, the guy who cleaned King Neptune's crown in SpongeBob the movie. Yeah. Do you do you know, do you know that story? No. The st- well, basically, no. Joshua Seth uh, retired from voice acting for a long period uh, because he did that one-off role of you know the scene where it's the like the, nerd, like the little small dude who's like it's blamed for still losing the crown yeah bless you princess mindy it's like yeah that's him he got paid more for that than the entirety of adventure huh and he was like that that was the moment where i was or not more maybe not more for all of adventure but like sufficiently more and that he was like fuck dude this voiceover shit is not like a living I can't be. I can't do this. I'm glad he did come back. At, at least for the. At least for Digimon. At least for like, the thing that people like enjoy enjoy him for. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he, he does. He does kill it. He does get the character. He he kills. He gets the character. And like that scene in, in both Japanese and the dub is like, I am absolutely shocked that the the dub kept 
the scene of Ty's mom slapping him. How did that they keep that in in the dub? That is crazy to me. I I really gotta know the process with the fucking Saban execs of whether or not they like just spun a wheel of keep important moment or turn this into a Mimi is a brat moment somehow. It feels like the longer the show went on, the less and less they did that. In terms of, like, making a gag of something and, like, realizing, like, there's too much serious shit happening for us to make a joke. We gotta we put it in. We, we, we can't keep doing it. We can't edit around this all day. We have to just kind of, like, put it here. And I, I, I hope it was have faith in the show because sometimes people will just localize the thing and be like, yeah, no, fuck it, who cares? And sometimes they'll be like, you know what? No, this is still an art form. And also, it's just also a matter of like what the like, the like, like. But I don't know if Bun and Toy were like that involved. But you do have to like get permission and sort of ask like, hey, is this cool to do now? At least now. I don't know if it was if it was like that in the two thousands. But now you have to sort of be like, hey, is this all right to do? Hence, why with fucking say something like say the ghost stories dub, where the call where where, where the, the exact line was just fucking do whatever. We don't care. And they did whatever. Good for them. Um, yeah. yeah, and then that, that, like yeah. And then like yeah. Uh, and then <sighs> Kari has basically nothing as a character. Since yeah. We're, we're, since we're already talking about Ty, partially because she joins so late, and partially because she is literally like five years old. <laughs> yeah, like I. Seven years old, six years old. I whatever. I like how, at least more in the sub. How kind of creepy she is, if that makes any sense. Oh yeah, she's really creepy. She's got like <sighs> the ominous, weird god being that possesses her sometimes. The weird light that like beckons all Digimon. Like it's it's melodramatic at times. I don't know why she's crying over these new Emons. She's not. She, she didn't meet them the first go, but like I guess that's just a symbol. It's 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 her weird being sad over literally any Digimon dying. Because he's, yeah, he's like, like, Jesus. That's yeah, like that's the thing is that I, I I like what the show for like yeah we talk about it being subtle, but I think the show is really subtle where it, where it implies that like Kari like might probably be better off in the digital world than the people world because of like Digimon Wunderkind things that again happen more in O two. Because she gets like more like weird psychic power, more in O2 and also in, in Try, which is not as good for a lot of reasons. But she has this like weird like spiritual link to the digital world, kind of that. I guess is what light means. Uh she does some freaky shit. God, things happen. It's nebulous and it, it's never gonna be explained. And when it is explained, it sucks. We don't talk about Try. Yeah. Forgot, forgot the forgot I, I forgot the sign in the on, on on the wall. Don't make me point at the sign. Rule one: Don't talk about Acme Podcast Incorporated. Rule two: Don't talk about try. Mm-hmm. Basically. Rule three: Bring soap. Rule three: Bring soap. Um, and TK at least in the original series gets stuff. You know. Like, he's a little kid, but at least he gets things to do and has... He gets so much. No, I, I think, like, I, 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 like, contrasted to Kari, like, TK, like, 
for an eight-year-old kid, man's the fuck up big time. Oh yeah, for sure. Especially against uh, Pinokimon slash Puppetmon. Oh god, like... Where do I start? I guess the fact that like he is the most realistic just child of the group because he just is a child. Yeah. But it also means that like the innate goodness of 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 of, of being a, of a of like a child has means that he will do the right thing nine times out of ten, if not like all the time because the, the just yeah, doing the good doing the good th- doing good it feels good doing good is what we're supposed to do. Yeah, and, and because you know. it's for hope. Hoping fucking little is... little kids are either the worst little gremlins to ever exist, or they're like the sweetest little angels, and he's one of the sweet little angels. I, I still I I still think even the, the little gremlins know how to do good. It's more just a matter of like you know, eh stuff. That's not really Digimon related. What was like a what else about TK is cool? Oh yeah, um. Just like the scene, the, the scenes where they mention like Tucker is growing up, are always really cool. Cause a they're Matt filler, well, not Matt filler. They're like Matt moments of like, oh man, I'm not my mother's keeper. But also because he genuinely does like, Im- like get better with things. We see in like episodes like the first in like the first arc, where he just like actually can't do stuff on his own. He's not even supposed to be in in the summer camp. He's there to visit Matt. Mm-hmm. And just like on like like whatever, because he 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 just misses him and and need and needs his brother, and by the end he's like, he's fighting dark ma a dark master on his own. He like, has objectively like, one of the two maybe like of the four strongest Digimon. I mean, Magnet Digimon, as an ultimate, is able to defeat Piedmon. No, like not even trying. Yeah, no, probably yeah, th- yeah, like the one of the, one of the strongest because I keep forgetting that that he's a he's a per that's his perfect mode, perfect, perfect size ultimate, form. you know. Yeah, we we didn't get we didn't get Seraphimon, which we probably get... is like just overpowered as shit. He is, he shows up and try, but all the megas show up and try. Yeah, no, um, I don't make this into a power scaling thing because Digimon power scaling does not fucking matter. It doesn't. Metal Greymon, according to the the fucking uh, lore, his uh, Giga Destroyer have the power of a nuclear missile. And it loses to, to, to fucking fart attack. Yeah, exactly. From Metal Edamon because he's a Mega. Because he has Chrome Digizoid. Chrome which... Digizoid. Chrome Digizoid, the material that is the strongest ever, but also um, it, it, it's so strong it loses to Chrome Digizoid. I mean, when you have a hammer... That's made that's, to like bang out metal. I think if that's you, true. it's that's like that's true. kind of the whole point, isn't it? It was just a funny scene of like, oh yeah, that's the strong metal. Oh, that's the same strong metal. Oops. Oops. Whoa. Uh, but yeah, and then. Oh yeah, no. Sorry. Yeah. One last thing with TK was I love I, I, I people will complain about it. I mean, I'm sure the people who, who don't like it because of how much it happens. But I love that TK and Patamon's like dynamic is that they get into arguments and break up a bunch. Yeah, because they're the the most immature of the the kid of the Digimon and kids, exactly. right? Exactly. Like the most immature they both have their like their issues with TK like being like, Oh, I'm too much of a kid, I need to grow up. Patamon literally not knowing how to evolve on his own and like taking too long. All the stuff all the stuff with the reset village and then all this and all the like Yeah. Just sort of like them always coming back. 
because of like, the line of Andromon where if you so long as you wish for me I'll be there and that being true like constantly yeah it's it is true constantly fucking it's, uh it, and going me. circling back to Kari like as and to to balance out Kari having nothing Godomon gets a lot oh right fuck I, I, you... like Godomon has the most out of all the Digimon partners probably I think it's almost too much for just how late she comes in and how much they have to sort of add. It's good. It's just that, like... it's It could have been paced out better, you know. I'm sorry, but I, I kind of... I, I, I had a dumb fucking, like, snort when I when I saw, like, the, the lore exposit of them explaining how Digimon came to be. <laughs> and it's just the clip of, like, one of the eggs falling... And Godomon going, oh, that must have been me. <laughs> Which is just the fucking Yuran getting dropped away from everybody else when they were running away. And that's why she spent all of her life alone. Yeah. Oops. Drop, drop the baby, dropped Goku on his head. Now he forgot he's a saint. Well, I mean, he, he did that because he was being attacked by fucking other Digimon. It's not his I fault. I know, it's just more the, the way it was delivered of like that much, of just, yeah, that must that must have been me. I I think that was me, you guys. Maybe the possibly the the cat paw egg that got left on its own might be me. Mm-hmm. Just how I, just the like I don't know why that got me, but also yeah no just oh god so much like her entire character. It's just unfortunate that her entire character arc is like. And it's like we meant we we do it and then it's over by the the my the end of the Myodismon stuff and we don't do a lot with her after that. Yeah, she just kind of was like, "Yeah, it's me, Gatamon. I'm Gatamon. I'm Tailmon. Look at me. I'm here." I mean, but the, to be fair to her, that's most of the Digimon. Well, no, it's like I do. I did. I. I. I okay. I like the see. I like the episode beforehand where it's like, "Why do I not want to kill this kid?" And I thought. Or what it felt like was, oh, we're gonna like have this like sort of semi-slow break, like, oh yeah, I never show him kindness in my life. That's what it's gonna be. And next episode is actually you were supposed to be showing kindness, but here's a bunch of convoluted bullshit as to why you are unhappy. Instead of just, you know. Well, the reason is that she was like abused to never act that way ever that again. Too. That too, but. I- I guess it's more just the having it be a chosen child, like, child, like, I'm trying to think of the right way of, right way of putting it. I don't want to call it an asshole, because the, the whole point is that it's supposed to be, like, a set of Digimon for a set of kids. Like, that that's the point. Yeah. It was planned. It's just that, like, that one in particular really felt like it could have just had a little more time in the oven. Just like, okay, yeah, look, be, there was a less clunkier way of doing it. Mm-hmm. Maybe just ha- maybe just like it could have been so uh, much worse though. Let's be real. Yeah, yeah, it could have been so much worse. It could have it could have been a lot more melodramatic and could have had like, I, I hey, I just remembered I'm supposed to be your buddy. Sorry, something. And, and also, yeah, no, it, it was actually so because even though God, like she does learn about it, it t- it's only after Wizardbond fucking dies that she's like, yeah, no, I have to. I am not on your fucking side. I am. I am. I am the eighth Digimon, and this is my. my, my and then my the, she becomes Angelomon, Yeah. 
launching uh awakening many lesbians probably and slapping others and slapping the face. De lady devimon okay yeah we're doing we're talking about this let holy me at that bitch that... <laughs> holy fuck was that scene so fucking funny that's why I that's know... why they did it again in zero two just like and then i think they did it again and try they keep Come referencing here. it because that no fucking she's the throw down digimon and then in cyber sleuth they were like but what if they kiss <laughs> after pulling each other then they pulled each other's hair and they were roommates but what if they kiss and then they and then they joe grest became into, a new digimon into, into super lesbian oh mastamon have you seen Mastamon? I've seen Mastamon. I see, She's cool. There's a whole there's a whole starter deck for her and for the card game. She's really cool. It's a cool Digimon. Uh, what else is it? I feel like, okay, so We have Joe and, and Sora are the only ones left of the kids. Really? Yeah, that's the thing. You think eight I guess before we get to that, I just want to say that uh, you'd think eight kids and eight Digimon would be a lot to juggle, and it kind of is. It is, because, it and that's to the detriment of mainly the Digimon, not the kids. Yeah, like, even then, the characters they do have aren't terrible. Like, yeah, Tentamon is just a fucking bumpkin. Mm -hmm. Uh, Gomamon, just Naruto. He's, a, he's an easygoing I, little guy, and like that, I, I like I, Digimon that contrast their partners. Uh... I guess, it was, yeah, we'll go with the story, but first we'll go to Biomon. I like that Biomon's whole deal is being really fucking sappy. Being affectionate and sappy and sort of being like, I know. I'm a, I, I play soccer. I don't, I don't want to do... be all like that. that and that's Sora's like whole hang up for a long time is like, not only her deal with her mom, but also like being openly affectionate and loving is like, I don't, it's so feminine and I, I just don't want to be like that even though like internally that's who she is as a person i hate that because i hate that sort of like thing as one of the two girl three girls now on the team is man i don't want to be like a girl girl i want it to be my kind of girl which is just a lot of other things do that and they don't always do it well or they it's always saying one is better than the other or decrying that and Sora's is less about that, more just about, like, more just specifically love as, like... A concept. Just a neutral... Yeah, just as a concept. She shows her own, like, way of, like... She shows love to people, but in, like... Just a team... Like, again, in a soccer team kind of way of, like, oh, yeah. We're all part of a team. We all have roles. We all do things. We all congratulate each other when we win. And we're all there for each other when we lose. And we don't really, like... We don't, like get hung up or stand or, or like stick on to those things. Whereas Biomon is a lot more like, Ooh, I love, I love you. I love the idea that of how much I love you. Ooh, I love how much I love that much. I love you. It's like, stop. It's sappy. Please yeah. stop. And you know, and that Sora doesn't want, Sora has, is uncomfortable with expressing that kind of emotion. Partially because of like her own like weird gender hangups, and partially because of her mom, which are intertwined with her gender hangups, because her mom wants her to do a thing that is typically associated with women in traditional Japanese society. Just the fucking the the the, the almost like intentional like narrative parallels of he, my mother who wants to be a flower maker and my Digimon whose baby form is a flower. Yeah, and then also like all the way up until like up until the Gerudoan stuff especially even like early on the subtle like thing of Sora 
treating Biomon like Biomon is her little kid because she sees her that way. And it's not until the Garudamon stuff she realizes what she's been doing and realizing why her mom acted that way. That one's also... Another fucking really surprisingly good thing is from the show. And it never hits you until it, like, it fucking just has that episode. Like, it ha- Every every kid's like dynamic never really like it's always there, but it only hits when you have that like big episode that and then usually you, is the evolution. And yeah. then you look back and go, Oh that's why they oh. were like that. Oh That makes sense. And, and I think that's also probably like not to give us discredit the USA USA, but American Alliances are kinda of stupid sometimes, so maybe that's kinda of why they played up certain character traits. Yeah. So as to make it make more sense, as opposed to, oh, Matt's a loner. Wait, he, but he likes having friends, so why is he a loner? It's, that's easy for maybe, like, Japanese middle schoolers. Not so easy for, like, American elementary schoolers. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. I know it, what you it, mean. It, it, yeah. And the, the, the thing with Sora is that, like, it's not, it was never about not doing the flower thing it was just like she thought her mom she thought her mom wanted her to do that and she did but it wasn't she wasn't trying to force it on her it's just that sora felt like she was yeah she fucking sprained her leg she didn't want her to break her leg playing fucking little league soccer yeah it's little league soccer like sora you have you're a you know you're a kid you have your whole life ahead of you don't go breaking your like destroying your body for playing in sports in elementary and school. She, and, and she and she could and she could have said it better too. And there's also the argument of like, well, no, if you if if she if she wants to be dedicated as an athlete even as a kid, that's fine too. It's different forms of love and different. Yeah, it's the it's it's the fucking it's the, it's like the song says, love will tear us apart. It's just a shame that after that, Sora kind of doesn't get to do anything i still think that she does she like, does she does stuff but she doesn't get any more character development she yeah she does have like like i do like i do like when you take the angle of like the soccer player stuff that like it makes more sense why she's like she's the team player next next to tai chi she's also in like the yeah i'm i'm, I'm also part of the team oh i'm willing to take sacrifices the part where she's like doing a she kind of strategizes a bunch too like takuru take the t-chains i'll fight him even though I don't have a Digimon because, well, I, I, that's exactly what I'm doing. Basically, if we were, to, if, if, if Ty is the leader and Matt is the second in command, Sora is like third. There's like tech, te- I want to say tech, te- oh, no, no, tech- Koshiro's the tactician, but yeah. It's true. Like, it, it's so- Sora is like, what, if, if, if the, if Ty and Matt are gone, Sora's the one who takes charge. Sora's like Frederick from Fire Emblem Awakening. I don't understand that reference, but I'll take your word for it. Fuck, damn. The first one go over your head, it's over. Yeah. And that just leaves... Joe? Joe. Um, uh, there was one thing I did want to mention with Sora, and that's something that I'm shocked that they also kept in the dub. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the Japanese. Uh, and, and, with, like, and, and in the Japanese is with her mom. Um, in both the dub and the sub, when they're like sneaking around in the Bakemon costumes, and when Bio and she's like, "Hey, Biomon, this is gonna be weird to ask this, but you know Sora really well, right? Yeah. Does she hate me? 
And, like, she says that in the dub, and I'm like, I can't believe they kept that in. That's, like, damn. Does Sora hate me? It's one of those things where it is, like, an epic question to ask for, like, you know... It, it feels like a real question if the last thing you did since you're, like, you had, like, like the real talk of the kid was an argument about, like, fucking soccer. Mm-hmm. And some shit. Like, like... Yeah. Because we, for, we, for, we, we forget the fact that because of time dilation in the digital world, like, They've yeah, only gone for, for them. a couple hours. Not even. Five minutes. <clears throat> it was like five, like four, maybe, okay, well, it was like maybe like two or three hours to four hours because they said like one hour on Earth is like a day or two, like four days in digital world time. It's something like that. It's like the time dilation is fucked up, but yeah. Like they weren't gone for very long, even though they were gone for like a month in the digital world, maybe more. No, it was months plural. Months plural, and they were gone for like probably a couple of hours. Yeah, those yeah. kids, by the way, are also like all survival experts now. Basically. Case... Uh, and 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 also, yeah. Case in point, Joe, who, again, I really do think like reliability sounds better for him because Joe's like. For for all the time, I I, I I forgot what Joe's deal was besides being like the oh geez oh no oh no like character until I got to his like first episode with the Kakuman's evolution and seeing that it's not that he's like a wuss it's that he's just extremely like he's very he's actually surprisingly the most stubborn he's also cautious. Like that too. Like, 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 like he's stubbornly cautious. Like he'll all. He's if Ty is, if, yeah. If Ty is willing to like go ahead, like head first to anything, Joe's first instinct will always be like, you know. Let's think about eh, this for a let's, second. Let's think about every single option. I need to make sure everything's right there. Yeah, it's because he's the oldest. Yeah, his his crest mixes into a lot of other characters' crests. The problem is more in that like, what separates him is like. I don't want to say inaction, just like when he gets too into it, it leads to the OGs. Oh, oh man, I don't know what to pick. But that's less out of like oh, because he's a fucking he's, he's a, they, more because well he he he's the oldest. He has to set an example. He has to like do things right so that the others can follow by that example. And if he doesn't. Then they're all doomed. Yeah, he has. Just, again, he feels this weight of responsibility as being the oldest. And 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 yeah, that that, that is a theme that sticks with them. Again, like everyone else throughout the entire show, and we really get like that sort of like turnover. Not with like actually, yeah, no, with Vikemon, and the thing with his brother where he's like, hey, Z- yeah, Zudomon, but yeah, Zudomon, sorry. God damn it! I... You keep. Inputting the Megas, even though they don't exist in the original anime. I, for those not aware, I, 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 another thing that happened through DMs and other other talks was just, I had this memory that the last episode of Digimon Adventure had all the Megas show up, but that never happened. So I don't know where it came from because I distinctly remember their names and their appearances. So like, I I don't know where this came from. The, did I see a ghost? Did I did I travel to some alternate reality in my dreams? Who knows? You might have. But yeah, uh, with like, with Judoman, who by the way, my favorite fucking uh, of the of the perfects. I just love the color scheme. 
this it's just a turtle walrus with the fucking hammer. Like, I don't know hammer. what it is. It's just, it's just cool. I just like it. Um, but having that be, be uh, the impetus for that be just like his brother saying like, hey, yeah, you're working really hard, but are you doing this for yourself or just for mom and dad? And it's like, but I don't. What about you? It's like, well, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna keep doing this, but I'm not gonna be a doctor in Japan where we have like plenty of plenty of great doctors. I'm gonna go where to a place like and actually make some change, like do a di- like make a difference. It might not pay me much, but it's what I want to do. What about you? And and Joe's like, I and it's just yeah. He thinks about the question and decides that he wants to like still be a doctor. It was just, but he needed to come to that conclusion himself. I mean, just more and more just, just sets the idea that Joe can can make his own path. Exactly. So like verbatim, verbatim what he says, like, and it's tied directly to Matt's arc too, because like he's the one who comes to like get Matt. And follows him and does it because does it because Matt also does it, you know. I I I like the Matt Joe friendship. I did not think that that was like gonna be just a thing that I would like like vibe with. But, but like no, because no, no, vibe with it more just like think the sense of like just oh, I didn't really think Matt and Joe like interact that much. I forgot that all these kids like actually do have like a binding kind of link to each other in some way whether it's like ty and, and is your or our neighbor or like they're 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 like yeah. town neighbors they're in, they're in the same in the same prefecture or t- like in the same like 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 area yeah uh ty and start playing soccer together ty and matt just butt heads but respect each other and so on and so forth there are a lot of like we talk like individuals, but there's also a lot of like interconnected like dynamics that happen that are you know because of so many kids and like some of them are like stronger than others. Like obviously, like, pe- there are so many people who are ride or die Izzy Ty, you know, they're the best. I love the, that pair, you know, ship or not, right? I don't even want to say ship just because I just I just like it as. For, in the context of the show, just as like, oh, they're fun. it's just fun together. Yeah, they 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 even each other out, and then you know you've got the two girls, Matt and like Mimi and Sora, are like a a strong pair that do a lot together. I'm sad we only got the one episode with Mimi and Izzy because I actually <laughs> like their dynamic. It, it's oh no, it's is that the episode with with Centa- with Centaurumon? Yeah, with Centaurumon, and also like the scene where like. Mimi starts crying, and then Palamon just looks up to her and waits for a moment, and then starts crying too. I, like just it just imitates her. And Izzy is like, "Why are they crying?" It's like you don't get it, dude. You can't just like ignore her like that. And like it's it's starting instead of trying to like address one of Izzy's like you know faults is that he has problems emotionally connecting with other people. Which again, we don't we, we stand so, we stand an autistic king anyway. So, so yeah, sub subwise it's a oh yeah no needs another thing. Dubwise it's look autistics and 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 I think Mimi also has it, but just in like her own Mimi way. Mm-hmm. I think all those kids. I think being chosen a chosen child means you have to have a little bit of the aut- of the of the tism. It's a little bit, just a touch. 
Especially Kari. That kid, that, that, that is not a, a neurotypical child. No. No, it's not. This kid has, ev this kid has every, 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 <laughs> me every mental issue, every disease. Yeah. Literally. But, uh, get it, getting into, like, the wider, like, stuff that, I think we both agree that Myodismon arc is peak. Yeah, I, I always called it like the, the like like the Odaiba arc or like Hikargo arc, just because of like mm -hmm. just to, just to sort of set in the fact that it is an arc that takes place in the real world. Human human world arc, real world arc. There's a human bunch world, of like, what do you, whatever you want to call it, right? But like, because <clears throat> I also forget like yeah no Digimon doesn't. I think it was too like too tamer's pilled to really really respect the idea of like oh yeah no the show starts off in digital world, and then the actual like sort of curveball they throw is human world and hiding the Digimon, yeah, and just sort of the like levels to which like it works or doesn't, and like whose parents find out first, and also like the implications of the destruction these monsters in the middle of the city cause and all this other oh yeah stuff. No, no, yeah the no, collateral damage is now a real fucking thing it's a real problem it's on the news now every time mm -hmm. um i'm trying to that reminds me of one of my to... favorite jokes in the dub when there's that scene of ikakumine fighting gesomon and that guy walks by holding the drink and in the japanese it's like oh, man i've had a rough day uh but then but in the but in the the, the english he says Ah oh, man, Japan, right? Am I right? Because <laughs> there's two giant <laughs> monsters fighting each other. It's so stupid and low hanging that it warps back to being funny. It's because, really like, funny. I don't fucking care, man. Because it's 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 like it's uh, it's a dumb joke that only works really in English. When you think about it because that's just our like sort of perception of like, oh yeah, Japan, giant monsters. But imagining like. Some dude is just so shit at small. Some salary is so shit at small talk. Who just sees two giant monsters fighting, in like in the in a bay is like, hey, that's Japan, right? And it's like, that's like saying like. Just, he says something like that, or of just another day in Japan, or something like that. I can't remember specifically, but it's like it's something to that effect. Also, yeah, no. The, the the fact that the dub does not pull the ace attorney of like no we're in Japan we are in this is Japan. motherfucking Japan this is Hikari Gaoka Japan this is not we're not calling everything Tokyo we're not calling it, like, uh, no they names. call they don't call it Hikari Gaoka they call it uh something else and they call the the apartment complex Heightened View Terrace but like that's, that's fucking they they go to Odaiba and they go to Tokyo like that they keep all that shit and also like all. All the characters keep their Japanese last names. It's just that they change some of their first names to make them a little easier for American kids to remember. Yeah, no, jo just Joe becoming Joe. Izzy from Izu like Koshio or Izumi. Yep, Taichi becoming Tai. Yamato becoming Matt. And then Takeru becoming Hikari, Tukari. But yeah, Mimi, Sora, and fucking who else? Uh, I think it's just them. That's them. They're the only ones who are like completely unchanged. Their names just stay the same, Mimi which is and like Thora. really crazy. Because like those and are just names. Those just like I was gonna say those just like just syllable. It's just syllable counts. Like any names that are like yeah, they didn't want any name that had like three syllables, so they changed any name that had three syllables to either one or two. 
So Hikari became Kari. Literally, like yeah, because every every name is like either one or two, so it's easier for the American kids to understand. But they kept all the last names and the fact that it's still in Japan and all this other stuff. Um, you know. Yeah, my oldest mom. I mean, yeah, we're, I guess we'll, we'll, if we're ranking arcs like that way, yeah, my best one, good arc, cool things happen, we get to see the perfect form, like, the other perfect, the rest of the perfect forms, my opinion, my, like, the, the, the cool introduction to the perfect forms, because when we do it in, in the digital world, besides Tai Chi, like, having that, oh, wow, everything, I, I, I can believe, be brave again, leading into the Hosoda episode, the rest are just kind of, like... No, Sora's is good. Okay, Sora's, Sora's is, good is too. really I mean, good. Sora's is good. It's just a matter of that. Sometimes it feels like evolution forms are just there to like break the monotony and be like, yeah, you know, this form is happening. We're showing it anyways. But at least that was like so. Like every time a character's Digimon evolved, that was strongly tied to like character development. That's too. Yeah, no, that's that's also true. Every single time. Like did I I one of the things I always say about Digimon that's like that that it has over Pokemon, is that when Digimon evolve, a Digimon's evolution is not just a is not just a plot device for like, oh they need to be stronger to beat the bad guy. A Digimon's evolution is a physical manifestation of a character's character development. It's literal character growth. Literal character growth. Like. The show goes out verbatim to explain, like, yeah, no, when you learn more about yourself and about, like, what you, like, who you were, like... Who you were, who you are. Who you are as a person, what you were, like, four years ago, but, like, how you've changed and grown. Your Digimon resonate with that and become stronger. Yep. I do do think the scene of, like, all the Digimon having, like, the crests to their eggs before being born and being prepared and launched off is, like... Yeah weird can i call can i call that scene weird not because of like anything bad more just because of the idea that like they didn't really have a choice in the matter they were eh, well the kids didn't have a choice either that's their that's the whole deal with being chosen isn't it yeah that's true i guess like yeah, like the, no. the entire thing is that none of them have a choice because of chosen destiny thing which is you know a whole thing i guess it's the destiny stuff I, I like won't really be talked about in this show. It won't. But maybe another. There may possibly be another that gets into it. It's not the next one. Not the next one either. The, the next one doesn't. No, the next one, bro. What is what is Blood Waffling about? Why is this? Why is Blackmore Black War Angstimon angry? <laughs> That's what I call him. I call him Black War Angstimon. Uh, Why do I exist? I was made in a lab. Except you weren't. You know why you exist and why you were created. But anyway, we'll get to that when we get to zero two. Uh. Anyway. I guess. Yeah. So yeah. For regular arcs. It's it's my oldest one. Then the Dark Masters, and then it's like the Devmon stuff, and then the Adamon stuff. Yeah. Like it's it goes in that order. Yeah, we're talking about out of order, like out of order, but like that's just sort of the the obviously, obviously, yeah, watch and fucking watch order. It's just it gets good by that third. Like it's still good. It's but still it good, really but like it's fucking good. It, it peaks at Devimon and it uh, it peaks at Myotismon, and it kind of never gets as good as that again. But it's still good. You know. Uh, what else? 
with that being said, Dark Bastards just sort of like reconfirms character things. Um, it has all the really good Matt stuff in it, and it has all the really good Ty stuff in it, and also like Joe and Mimi is like really good. Like it has a lot of great stuff for all like most of the characters. Except Kari. Except Kari, but you know she doesn't have anything. Yeah. Like I just—it's just funny that like even the character though, the it's just like I forgot the line was, but it was just Gaiman saying like, "Yeah, we actually have been in the group that long, so we don't really know any of these people." Well, we'll get you know, give it time. Or like we'll give it time. We'll get or like, I mean, that is kind of a neat little stealth way of saying, "Oh yeah, no." You, just because you're this because you're part of the HLZ doesn't mean that this is your your group. Yeah, you'll you haven't been here the whole time like we have. You'll you'll get you'll get your team. Yeah. You'll get your mid mid team. All right. I mean, yeah, there are characters in that team that I really like, and then the other ones I don't. But... You'll get your you'll get your 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 half mid team. You'll get one. You'll get the one of the best characters. You'll in get all... your team with Yoli and Cody. Hey, fuck you, fuck you about Cody. Cody's great. Okay, there. You'll get your team with, with Yoli. Yoli is the one that... You'll you get your team with Yoli and Milk Toast TK. Damn, really? I like TK. That's, we're talking too much about O2. We can't talk about O2. I'm not going to get into O2. It's, it's, just, it's just the fact because that... Because they're so interconnected, it's hard not to talk about it's them. It's hard not to. It's also just that what we do... It's just... I don't want to fucking watch R2, man. I know it's not going to be, like... It's not bad. Best. And also, the sub is better. And we, But we have to watch it. Yeah. And we'll, we'll probably that. also watch our war game and Hurricane Touchdown for that, too. I'm watching those. Hopefully, by the time those discotech DVDs come out, I want to watch those with that new dub because the fact that they got almost everyone... Save for, like, just VAs who passed away, yeah. Michael Lindsay and Philly Sampler. Just, that's insane to me. Yeah, the, you know what's something that we haven't mentioned that I'm shocked we haven't mentioned about Digimon? What? The fucking music. Oh, yeah. Oh, fucking yeah. I can, I can talk about this. Uh, music, what was it? So we have our opening theme, the ever-fucking-iconic Butterfly by Ko- Koichi Wada. Also, rest in peace. Mm-hmm. God. As well as the insert themes of... The Digivolution the, the theme, which is just fucking Braveheart. Sung by him as well. And Seven, which is my new favorite fucking song. Because hearing it, not every time as much as the other two, makes it feel so special. Mm-hmm. Oh, seven... Try to be free. Yeah, it's, it's really good. He's such a fucking good vocalist. Mm-hmm. It's insane. And our ending themes uh, by Ayamaeda. Fucking, I think the first one was called, was it called Wish or I Wish? Yeah, I Wish, yeah. I Wish, and then the second one, which I don't really like that much. It's, it's not as good kinda, as I Wish, no. It's not like, no, hear, hear, hearing, like, hearing I Wish is really nice. Hearing Mimi sing it, which is funny because... Yeah, voice actress. I actually really do like the uh, the the song she sings in the dub. It's actually really good, but yeah. And of course, like I was gonna say, was that also a Shuki Levi like tri- like Saban like like back to, like track or was it something else? It was. It was. It, of, it, it, yeah. it was Shuki Levi, but he he comp- he didn't like do a super huge amount. Like 
obviously we got the like the big like uh, like the horn version of the Digimon theme is like the thing that plays a lot and also like a lot like they use a lot of horns in the background of the dub and then obviously we've got the main Digimon Digital Monsters theme and then they tried to make their own version of Braveheart of an insert song with Hey Digimon nah it's not Braveheart no, when your guitar riff is a part of the Digivolution, like, like in your the fucking the it's just, no, that's that's the that's not that's that's fucking what's the word? That's diegetic noise. That is diegetic to the universe. Everyone hears that guitar riff. It's fucking. Listen, I love Hey Digimon, but Braveheart, it ain't. I know it. I like Hey Digimon. I don't care for that country music. Here's the thing. Hey Digimon doesn't work as a fight theme, but you know when Hey Digimon worked? In the movies? No. Hey Digimon worked when, uh, at the very end of the show, when the kids are go- saying goodbye, but instead of Butterfly playing, obviously, because, you know, it's not, we have Hey Digimon playing. And they're all saying goodbye. And like, that's when that song works. Okay. I think of the sequence in the background for that. Wherever it beats us, they're gonna buy them. That works. the The final version of Butterfly, where it's just the isolated vocals, and then it kicks in. Yeah, that's just peak. I'm sorry. No, it is. I'm not saying you're, but like, hey, Digimon does work sometimes. Let's not get it twisted. It, no, it no it in a, in a, in a good and just world, in a discotheque world, I hope, where we have this just weird. We can make with, with how they just master the movies and stuff. There are. I hope. There are two, and then in the at least as far as I'm aware, uh, there's probably other uh, you know examples, but there are two times in the history of this dub and the sub where I think that the dub unequivocally, music-wise, beats out the sub. Do you know what those those are? Uh, no, I do not. Okay, so the first one is the the English Frontier opening. Okay, no, you're right. No, you're right. That, Fuck, you're that right. That opening fucks. Fire, fire is cool. But... I love... Coach is awesome. But just the fucking, like... A world for us all. Da, 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 da. I am the one. Digimon. Digimon. That, that shit fucks. Oh, no, yeah, no. And then also, like... Were you also gonna say, like... Frontier's Digivolution theme? Well, that, yes. The, 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 the fucking... That theme in the English is so good... Actually, three examples. Three examples. Um, the third one is in the Digimon movie. Fuck whatever was playing in our war game when Omnimon shows up and Kick It Out starts playing. (laughs) That fucks. For context, everyone, there are two Omnimon scenes. There's either beautiful, quiet orchestral masterpiece symbolizing the faith of all the children of the world through the internet. Or just fucking, I don't know. The hype. Let's kick it off. Show them Show all the things that we can do. Down. That that fucks. I don't care. That's hype. No, it it's good. It's just, I love the dichotomy of like. It's a, just, it, it, it's a perfect fucking uh, example of the differences between the dub and the sub, actually. Look, don't, don't get it twisted. I, I'm the guy who loves the, the 
U.S. release of the cooler movie more than the original, but that's just because I like Deftones. I constantly am quoting stuff from that fucking dub. It, as a, as am I. As am I, my funny uncle. Fucking... Did you see that? No, I was sleeping. But you were driving! Driving. Uh, well, has me say that that one line where it's like about like like the postcard she leaves, and I'm wishing you were all, all here. <laughs> it's, it's just the faces they make. Did you hear me? It's busy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, no. lady. No, it's, I think that movie actually can't. All, all the can't all the really phone lines are dead. I, no one can get through. Hello, this is Ty. Yeah, no, fucking just every incidental like gibberish noise. I, I remember the scenes vividly that like Joe that Joe had where like he was going to like do entrance exams and shit and just misses his bus and it's just like what? I don't know why, but it, it's just like the noises he makes are just so much more pathetic and like. <laughs> exasperated when izzy steps into the room and he's like so when's everybody coming over <laughs> just flops over to the couch that's the uh, that, our war game we'll get it's we'll get we'll talk about our war game uh, uh, it's more just the in the event in the event where god forbid i don't know the internet blows up we we've given them their 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 taste tests for everyone else yeah yeah digimon as a whole is good digimon as a whole is good uh and notice how we didn't talk about cross wars because nobody likes that one okay i've grown to like cross wars it i won't i here's the here's the thing about cross wars is that like once i just let go of my preconceptions about what Digimon was and just enjoyed it for what it is. It's actually fun. You know? That's crazy. I won't. Also, Apple Monster is wild as fuck. I, w I won't trust another Digimon show again. Your sins cannot be forgiven, Ghost Game. Even though Ghost Game came after, but... I know. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm saying that I won't trust the show again because I thought Ghost Game was going to be like... I don't even know what I thought it was going to be. Like, actually, I wasn't ready for anything. Uh, Maybe that's why it was just, like, kind of a yeah. whatever show. I'll say, Apple Monster. Apple Monster, good. I don't know. I'll give it... I'll, I'll, I'll trust that. Maybe, maybe that's what it is. Introspection. It's not, it's not like... It's not gonna blow your socks off, but like Apple Monster is a fun and interesting, like different take on Digimon. The idea we should all, all the idea of them sorry. being smartphone apps is kind of a fun idea. Maybe we should all look inward and realize that uh, mm. Kazuya from Scribe as a Digimon protagonist is actually the coolest thing ever, right? Data Squad, aka Savers. Uh... We're talking about everything but adventure now. We should, well, we, we're, we've we're, kind of exhausted everything there is to talk about adventure. We've been talking about it for like an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah. What was it? Um, File Island? I don't know. It's it's the intro arc. It's fine. Edamon is just some gags. Edamon's like goofy. He's not voiced by... I, I kept thinking he was voiced by fucking what's-his-face. Uh, uh, Koyasu. Takio Koyasu. No, not I kept at thinking all. I know, but he had those, like, he had those bubba kind of moments where he just, oh, 
fucking you know why I thought that? It's because Richard Epcar voiced him, so I used to say the same. Yeah, I also when I I remember also rewatching this, I'm looking at Metal Edamon, and I'm like, this is someone's furry. I see. It yeah, it's Edamon's. He's wearing a suit. Well, no, but like especially Metal Edamon with his fucking big bulge. And the the big feet and the muscles. It's like this is someone's furry. I say that is an ABC unfriendly design right there. Yeah. Yep. He he even has a fart attack. No, that that's that's did that stay in the dub? Uh yes, it did. Of course, it fucking did. Of course, it did. They kept the poop in. Well, hey, that's. Was it still called poop, or was it just called like? No, it was called poop. Oh there was God. no getting around that. Yeah, no, I really... So, all they... So, wait. They could keep the poop. They could keep the, like... The hitting your kid because they almost killed their sibling. They could keep divorce. They could keep, like, I guess... Vague allusions to religion. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Well, no, they, they got rid of that. They got rid of that. The angels. They, could, they keep in the hour of the beast 666. But they, but God forbid Mimi is sad her friends are dead. God for fucking bid. I'm going to call this episode We Stand Mimi Tachikawa. Mimi, Mimi was, was robbed. Mimi was robbed. I love Mimi and I'm, I was so, I'm so mad. No wonder I didn't like her as a kid. I'm sure she has a bright future ahead of her in O2 and try. She's fine in O2, and they do her really good in Kizuna Eye Last, Evo- Last Evolution, but we don't talk well, about that's just the one, that. That's just the one that fucking ever got their shit. Basically, shot Kizuna, at. Kizuna, Last Kizuna, uh, is basically everybody, the to- Toei being like, we're sorry about try. We're, okay, we realize now that people actually like this show, so um, we're gonna like do a run back, and we're gonna like actually have good writing, and we're gonna like. It, it makes me hopeful for the uh, O2 sequel. Um, from what I heard, the movie is like on its own a seven out of ten. If you like Digimon, it's like peak. It's it's just still more good shit. Oh, Ki- last Kizuna. No, no, I meant, I meant no, I meant no, no, I meant the no, I meant the O2 movie. Oh, is it out already? Yeah, it's out. It's out. Shit, it's I out. need to watch it. There was a like, there was a like a really sh- uh, like every fucking fathom release, a a two day release period two weeks ago, November 9th and day eighth and ninth. Well, fuck, the, I gotta. One fu- was the sub and the dub. Yeah, no, they're they're outside. I gotta go. I gotta go find that. Um, and the gay. Guess what? Mm-hmm. With the exception of like, I want to say Yoli and Cody, uh, they got everyone back. Damn. Again, they've gotten everyone back for like this and like. The movie, like the movie DVDs, so I'm thinking like they're just gonna do every movie they can. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that being said, that's um, I think that's the end of the episode. Uh, our, our hour and a half, long, or almost two hours. Of no, just it's two. About we're we're at two hours twenty two minutes. The hour of a third of the beast. The third of the beast. Uh, we will eventually get to O2 and then Tamers and so on and so forth. But Hopefully those will also be two-hour, 22-minute podcasts and then something diabolical will happen, you see. I will have a lot to say about uh, O2. Not good things, but I'll have something good thing to say about O2, but we'll get there when we get there. I'm gonna fucking bully the shit out of that stupid jacket kid.
at his dumb rice cart. Or sorry, ramen cart. Mm, I thanks for later. I've thanks for thanks for later. I love Davis. I've grown to like him, but you know. Anyway, that's the show. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review, uh, leave a comment, uh, send us an email, so on and so forth. If you want to get in, that MF like button. Send that send like that like like button. Whatever wherever you whatever you do to show your support for wherever you're listening to this. Um, if you like the show and you want to get in touch with us, you can uh, message us or at us at at Inc Podcast. That's I N C P O D C A S T S on Twitter. Uh, you can also find us on Tumblr at Acme Podcasts dot tumblr.com that's acmepodcast.tumblr.com and you can also email us at acmepodcastinc at gmail.com that's acmepodcastinc at gmail.com and if you want to find us individually you can mainly find me at the moment uh, on tumblr at kaiju dash emperor uh, k-a-i-j-u dash e-m-p-e-r-o-r uh, and jank where can they find you I can be found on Tumblr as well at jank-my-roid on Tumblr.com, uh, twitch.television at jankerton underscore j underscore junker. Uh, I stream also at the hour of the beast 666. Maybe. I don't know. Work's been kind of killing that, but that's just... The, uh, oh, yeah, and also on the funny new Hip and Happy Thing, Sleep in the Nation... Blue Sky at Jank Junk JPEG. Uh, it's JPEG with a G, not Billy. Really, so JPG would be more specific. Yeah, but that's what I do. Still embargo myself from shilling out uh, the 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 Muskrat site because I genuinely think people should stop using that. Yeah, sink its values, sunken costs, all that. But that's where I am. Yeah, people said the same thing about Tumblr, and you know we're, we're still here. We're still here, Unfortunately, huh? and, you know, now we're all coming back, and the porn is kind of back a little bit. Um, <sighs> but anyway, well, that's the show. Time to look, time to look up Metal Edamon. <laughs> that's the show. All right, we're good. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Uh, we don't know what we're doing for the next episode, but we will see you in a couple weeks. Uh, don't be a jackass. Bye. Bye. Believe